You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Aaron. I'm Tyler Aber. <laughs> I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 162 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. Find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're also on Beyond Pod. Search Wrestling News Source Podcast. Um, we're also on Twitter at WNS Podcast and for the main site, WN Source. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, checking something about something. So. Something wrestling about some Source Podcast. There you go. We're also on player.fm by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast as well. Really good stuff. So welcome to the show. Got a lot to talk about. Tons of feedback. and talk about Raw. Got some hot topics for you as well. Back in the saddle. I'm trying. Sick. Yeah, I was sick yesterday. That's and, why he's uh, not hyped. Like, he's not saying, that's right. That's right. Ow. Um, no. Yeah, no. Uh, but we do also have some uh, some Q and A for you as well. Getting closer to the elimination chamber, finding out people who are going to be into the uh, Hall of Fame uh, for this year. Also finding that we're getting closer to WrestleMania. Getting really pumped, really excited about that. How you guys doing? You think you guys doing all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm doing pretty good. Tyler, did you have a fantastic weekend? Yeah, I, I had know a pretty good weekend. Did. I did. I did. Not too bad. Eh, it's not, not too bad. Not too nothing shy. about Tyler. Let's talk about <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing really important happened nothing to me. Nothing important happened nothing for, important for Tyler. Nothing important happened to me. Doug, I know the world wants to know, how are you doing? Rocking those awesome doing, glasses. Doing really well. Yeah? Thank you. Awesome. I got engaged this weekend. You did? I'm on top of the world. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that. It's all about me. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Who's the lucky lady? Uh, you know, some chick. When, some <laughs> chick I met. When's the date? April 18th, oh, 2015. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Man, yeah, I wish you would have told us about that. We could have gone out and celebrated. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Co- I don't consider you guys close friends. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's horrible. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, no. Are we at least going to be invited to the wedding? Well, I'm going to weigh my options. See how many seats you have available? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that. But Tyler, on the other hand, <laughs> how was your weekend? I got engaged. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> You're just copying my, my weekend. Um, it's Come up with your own weekend. April 18th, 2015. <laughs> Dude, he's trying to steal your thunder here. Um, not There's, only is that really lame, it's really weird that you would just copy my weekend. It's tacky, you know? You <laughs> really think? tacky. Just copying everything you're doing. I bet he went out and celebrated this weekend. I know. <laughs> There's proof on the internet that I proposed. Where's his, where's his proof? He don't like the internet. We can take Doug's word. Yeah, Doug's... He has not lied to he him. A trustworthy him. gentleman. That's right. And how um. dare you accuse him of such accusation? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, now I'm starting to debate <laughs> on if your engagement was, in fact, an actual engagement, not just... Well, I copied everything you know, he did, so... It's a work, is what it is. You're working I us. look up to him. Like the internet thinks that CM Punk is working all of us. I think that you might be working us as far as your engagement. I think it's uh, CM Punk is working out because of my engagement. Yes. <laughs> oh, so he walked because of your engagement. <laughs> you like did, that. So you Something were the like cause. That. 
You I, were the cause of CM Punk leaving. I don't know if it was exactly like that. Is that what it is? He was so distraught by Daryl being taken off the market <laughs> that he left, knowing full well that he's dating AJ? What? You didn't know that? He's dating Lita. No, he's not. No, he's not. Not anymore? No. Not for the past, like, five months or so? Well, he takes crazy chicks. He does. But no, uh, (laughs) I I proposed to my girlfriend. Yay. Yeah. Don't lick it. Don't lick it. Did she lick the ring? No. Good. I I tried to throw her off. Uh, She didn't, uh, well... She she told me all her thought process afterwards. It's like I thought maybe it would be today, but it was like you were calm the whole day, so mm-hmm. that threw me off. Which I was nervous as hell on the inside, but I think the key to me not being nervous in front of her was like just being goofy. Was the line that I sent you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that helped. <laughs> Do you like we took pictures out? and um, <clears throat> one thirty, the uh, lady took pictures. W- went to a park. And Lay uh, mm-hmm. took the pictures. My sister was there at one thirty, and our parents were, were there. Well, they hid the parents yeah. somewhere, and we got there at 2. And they also hid my ring. And um, the parents could have at least made an attempt to hide. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding on the side of the house? Yeah. I'm just making fun of whoever posted that. Yeah. That's all I But, nah. It also fumbled because we practiced before, and there I was, told them where to put the ring, yeah, but they put it somewhere else. Right and then I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but uh, it worked out. Now, what would have been your plan had you not been able to find the ring? Like, what if, you know, what if you were just, like, had to just casually walk around, and she was like, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that you found it. Very happy for you. Congratulations. Look forward to the landing. And I look forward to attending yours as well. I hope yeah. that they're nearby and within a reasonable time difference uh, and not at the same time because that's going to make things really difficult. I don't Mine's going to be earlier. Oh, okay. And better. Okay, cool. Will there be booze at the reception? No. No? Oh, booze, like with a Z-E. I thought, what did you think I you thought said? you were like boobs. B-O-O-S. There'd be booze. Like, <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Teddy buffet at your reception is what I'm expecting, Doug. Um, <laughs> just to let you know, these fine gentlemen next to me are going to be my groomsmen. I never agreed to that. Uh, <laughs> I'm honored. I've never been officially asked. It was just, it's just expected, I guess. Okay. Daniel. What's up? Do you want to be one of my groomsmen? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting best man, so, you know, I guess I'll take a groomsman. See how it is. I play matchmaker for who, you. Who is best man? Noah? Noah. Noah. That's Noah. fitting. I I guess. We've been friends since elementary. I mean, I you know, I was the matchmaker for these two, but, you know, that's that's how You'll it be goes. the maid of honor. Yeah, but Noah's... No, the, I'm not going to be maid of honor. But... but Noah's the only one who's Tyler's. Every, Tyler's everyone's bitch, but Noah is That's Tyler's true. bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works out though. <laughs> All right, we'll so have to see. Yeah, it's a happy feeling, and um, we'll have to see what kind of uh, bachelor party Noah throws for Tyler. Yeah, I have low expectations going into this. <laughs> I, I think hope, this I is going to be a collab. I hope effort. all this time that he's been unable to attend things because he's been saving up money. <laughs> I hope that year. this is what it leads to, that this is secretly what the money has been going to. I, I thought that he was going to be asked to be to participate in the wedding, and his excuse was going to be that he couldn't because he had to. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. I can't rent that tux. Gotta... I'm going to Dallas Comic Con next year. i got to save. <laughs> Motherfucker, you missed my wedding because of that. Yep, and we'll just sit there and laugh. So, 
But yeah, so we're really happy for you, Tyler. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. We Thank are very you. happy, and I'm very honored to be a Grimsley. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. I love y'all both. Yay. Y'all are my I love good you. friends. Y'all are my good friends. Much love. Much love going on here. So really good times. Gonna be looking forward to that. But first, we'll be looking forward to WrestleMania. WrestleMania let's comes have, first. Let's have some fun first. WrestleMania comes first. Yeah. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> it does. It does. You know, technically, whether whether it be a wedding or a WrestleMania, I mean, come on. Chronologically, it comes first. <laughs> in our hearts, it comes first. <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting excited about that. Um, as we get closer, we would really like to hear back from uh, from all the listeners on if you will be attending uh, WrestleMania and uh, WrestleMania. We're gonna weekend. get our schedule together, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we will. Uh, Tell the the whole world or the listeners. Well, we'll be posting. We'll post it throughout the weekend as well. No, Same. what I mean is, before we go to uh, to New Orleans, we'll post our schedule. Sure. Or just or not post it, but tell what we're gonna go do. You know. Sure. If you want to, maybe. No. Yeah. You, you don't, don't want know people who to wants, stalk us. You don't. I don't know who wants to kill us. So. I know who does. Who? We 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 booted him from the page. Oh, okay. Richard Morrell. <laughs> I wasn't going to go with that, but okay. Uh, anywho, yeah, we'll definitely let the peeps know where we're going to be. For... I wasn't sure where the joke was going either. I, it, it looked like, like he hmm. was. It looked like he was struggling for a name at first. He was like, "I know who." <laughs> think, think, think. Ha 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 ha. Richard. No, anyways. But yeah, as we get closer to WrestleMania, we'll be letting you fine folks know uh, where we'll be, so that way, if you want to, we won't tell you the hotel we're staying at. No, not at all. Um, just or where our vehicles. Something park. tree. How about that? Um, but yeah, watch. so we're gonna. Well, I've been with us for one night. Yeah. Yes, for the first night. Oh, the he's first night with Daniel. No, I don't think so. Uh, he's gonna be sleeping on that cot. Um, Next to you. No, on the floor. So, but it's going to be fun times. We're looking forward to that. Uh, but we'll dive on into what our normal show normally goes as. We'll dive into some feedback. Uh, a lot of the feedback we got, or some of the feedback we got, pertain to uh, the video that we made for the podcast. Um, I'm glad that we got a lot of talk about that. I considered it a failed experiment, though. It wasn't our most viewed. No, we were significantly down. Yeah. We, although, although we didn't have like a big clickbait like title like we normally yeah. the, past, the previous two weeks we had a really like CM Punk walks out yeah, oh Batista returns right. oh we got Batista versus Lesnar oh what's this oh but we got like significantly less views that week but. yeah um they want to see your ugly mugs yeah actually a lot of people did want to see it so uh, at least the majority of the people who commented we didn't really see anyone say oh y'all should never do this again ever right so um so yeah. Uh, but the uh, the first one we come uh, that we have comes from uh, Junior Rocks 2012 from YouTube saying I 100% agree with you on the Chris Benoit thing, but I think they will include the commentary on him as far as uh, editing or anything. I remember talking about Benoit, but I don't remember a, a conversation about commentary. Um, I think we oh, said something about that they could be ed- edited out. Yeah, uh, and I think they have said that, um, or at least uh, it was at least reported that uh, uh, Chris Benoit. Uh, will be featured uh, in matches, uh, and that commentary will be upheld. Uh, but you never know. They they could always change that up. Uh, but thank you for the feedback. Uh, next one coming to us from Sublethal4 saying, the video option seems cool, but you should 
but you guys should switch it every week, like one week with cameras and the other week without. Also, I noticed uh, you guys were up the whole time and didn't notice any chairs, so get some chairs. Um, actually, we have uh, we have two chairs in here. Um, I'm generally the only one who uses it, just because uh, I I can't. I feel like if I sit down, like we're not bringing enough energy to the show. Yeah. So I feel like I have to stand. Oh, okay. I'm I'm perfectly. Why do you Why do you usually stand? Because I don't have a chair. <laughs> There's a chair right here. <laughs> do you want a chair? Do you want to use that chair? No, you can eat, I mean, you can use that chair. Oh, it can. It can. Plus, like, if I'm not making <laughs> eye contact, it would be weird. Like, I feel our like, show. Tyler, Tyler, you could sit down on the floor and we could. I think we play off now. each other, too, and we like to be. You know, it would like, be. It would feel less conversational if I couldn't, like, see your face. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you can gauge their reaction and stuff like that. Uh, another reason why people, I guess, like the video option because you can see all the things that Tyler's doing when uh, when he's not talking. Okay. I play to the camera a lot. Yeah, and also going back to what I said earlier. That's fine. I was just busting your balls about it. Yeah. Um, while we're at the restaurant, and um, Barry was taking pictures. That was her parents' uh, camera. Yeah. But every time they took pictures and everyone else was like eating and stuff, I would just look, always look up and smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played to the camera. Nothing wrong with that. So, uh, so yeah, very good stuff. Um, uh, final bit of feedback we have is coming from the King Trig on YouTube, saying, uh, "I love the new video thing. It was pretty cool." So, um, so thank you very much for that. You know, and uh, I think we, you know, we're not going to make it a normal thing. Um, it's a lot of work. Well, not yeah. It's not necessarily a lot of work. It's that we have to have an extra person to yeah. hold the camera, mm-hmm. and it takes like Daniel like. Eight hours to upload the motherfucker. I was up until about 3.30 in the morning um, making sure that it was getting uploaded to YouTube um, that Plus night. Plus, Noah kept on trying to pass it on to us. Yeah. Um, so we'd have to have someone who can, you know, hold it the whole time. I don't time. know if you have it written on there, but our, uh, our boy Ali commented on one of the, on a post. Oh, um, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. that What's up, Ali? Like to, um, oh. Yeah. What's up, man? Things like Ali? Yes. He said he would like to see it from now on, too, so. Yeah. I don't have a problem with doing it. I think over if we did it a few times a week, I definitely felt like it was an awkward show because I was distracted by the camera, even though I tried to ignore it. And yeah. I felt like we rushed through the show really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like we were like constantly up and we'd gone like through most of the show. It was really odd. Of it the- Another one where uh, last week's show uh, on Raw, at least, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Sure. Uh, and we didn't really have any long debates or anything like that. So, uh, um, I also noticed that we didn't say ums and likes and all that, like our, our normal <laughs> routine. We didn't do that as often. So who um, knows? Maybe uh, padding out the show. Yeah, uh, but I, you know, I thought I thought not too bad. Um, I felt like if we had like t- stationary cameras where we just record and we would talk and we could just go from there, I feel like that would be a little bit better because we wouldn't have to pay. Had a guy, you know, walk the booth and stuff with with right. our with our attention. Spans not being the highest, um, it definitely does become distracting. So right. I think, like, you know, for for special events, if we have a special guest in the uh, in the studio, we might do it. Um, like, I know for a fact we're going to do it for WrestleMania predictions since Ben's going to be here. Uh, Daryl's already said live that in she the would, studio. Yes, live in studio. Skype, not phone calls or anything. He will be live in the studio. Um, you know, and Daryl's already said that she would uh, videotape it for. Be there for pre and post. Yes, pre and post. 
back so, to back. It's going to be uh, really cool. He can carry himself station, uh, not hit on us the whole time. So uh, yeah, if you if you enjoyed the video, I could I could use the attention, Ben. You can hit on me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed the video, definitely let us know. Make sure you get those likes and views installed and all that up. Um, you know, because we pay attention to the numbers. And uh, our last couple videos had over two thousand views on YouTube, whereas this one had you know a little over five hundred. So uh, you know, you kind of have to go based off of that. Um, but thank you for the feedback. We do appreciate it. Some of the other uh, feedback that we have. Uh, you know, goes into regards to the uh, the portion. So we'll we'll dive into that later on. But time to go into uh, to Raw. Um, Betty White, special guest host. Um, she was brought out by the Big Show, who we've seen in a couple of weeks. Uh, haven't really seen him in action here lately. Well, he was all the injury from from uh, <clears throat> Lesnar, oh, but he wasn't okay. selling it here. So I mean, I yeah, fine. it looks like he's uh, you know good to come back now. I the guess. only thing he was selling was his. I guess his hate for Triple H because he did the stare down with Triple right. H. Right. Yeah. Given their recent history, which they should, you know, they'll they'll probably turn into a storyline in like six weeks, there hoping that everyone had forgotten about. Really, them. nothing um to it. She just says she want kicks at, kick ass and then yeah. Betty White's left. there to kick some ass. Yeah. So uh, you know, um, I felt like this was an entertaining way to uh to have a ghost. Like you know, some some of the ones that they've had in the past, it's just it's drawn. Talking about what she did later. Yeah, you know, like. She got involved with some of the superstars and divas, um, and then you know she came out said, "Hey, I'm happy to be here." And then at the end, she said, "Hey, thanks for having me. I had a great let's let's kick off the main event. Let's have some fun." You know, I felt like they did a really good job of to you know her her stuff and just have her you know. I don't really get behind too many guests. Neither do I. Like I've never really seen the big point coming. We talked on. about this before. But... Uh, but I felt like they New did a, was good. I felt like they did a really good job with Betty White just because like she's so lovable and you know for her to come out and say I'm I'm ready to get some the golden girl left. Yeah, but come out and say something like that, it's kind of like you know um but uh I felt like they did a pretty good job. How about you guys? I, honestly, I dare for it. Um no. I'm not a, I'm not on the uh <clears throat> the guest host anyway. Mm -hmm. And sure maybe they kick some ass thing was cute or whatever. Basically, old May Young spot. She's kind of like yeah. a pale imitation of May. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they first announced it. Uh, Eddie White's uh, right. And I know a lot of people were, you know, posting the picture of May Young taking the power bomb through the table right. off the stage, saying, "Let's uh, let's see if Betty White's willing to do this." But uh, you know, Betty Betty White's I think what ninety two, ninety three, something like that. So she's up there as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was fine to see. It wasn't like I said, it wasn't overkill. Um, but we do kick things off with the, uh, with the authority coming out, Randy Orton coming out and Daniel Bryan coming out. Um, Orton basically saying he's ready to become the face of the WWE. He wants the interviews. He wants his face on the billboards and all that. Like it's you know, like, you really we see talked about a lot of stuff that they're doing these days. They're mm -hmm. just weird. Like, you know how like the face hill dynamics, Yeah, how they're like revealing things to the audience. That's, that's real, but yet storyline mm -hmm. driven and just. It's just weird. Like, I keep on thinking about that. Like, the I want to be the face of the company. I want to be the face. Like, years ago, you wouldn't say nothing like that. But you would say mm -hmm. he's the face of the company without them even saying he's the face, you know, right. during the thing. It's just. Well, they talk about it as if it's an important, like, more important than the title or something. And like that's that. that's the thing these days. They, That's what they're doing. So, but in my head, I'm, I just keep on thinking. I was like, it's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, it's, it certainly is something that they're doing. They're trying to, like you said, 
but make it more important. Like this is, you know, the end all be all greatest thing that you can be. It's like, who, who cares about holding the championship? I want my face on a billboard, which, you know, they've got money. They can just buy a billboard and put their face on it. Um, but yeah, uh, Brian came out and, you know, cut a promo saying, you know, listen to the people I've, I've beaten you. Um, you know, I think I should be the face of the company and, um, the authority ends up giving Brian the night off much to the displeasure of the, of the crowd. Um, it was one of those 15 minute opening segments that they've tended to be doing, uh, over the last few weeks or months, um, but nothing really, I don't really feel like anything was gained from it. You know, you had Orton come out saying, I want to be the the viper of past and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm going to give you what what you guys need. Well, uh, I think they, they tried, uh, what they were trying to accomplish was they were trying to uh, play the Daniel Bryan thing for, he, for the authority, mm-hmm. saying that these guys, they really want to see you, so how are we going to play this for heat is we're going to give you the night off. Like, yeah. they're not, we're going to, shutting you all away and you're not going to work tonight and that's how we're going to piss off the crowd so i think that's the what they were trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. but the uh the crowd was way too up its own ass to uh care about that they'd rather like do the whole like really forced and half-assed cm bunk chance and stuff like that yeah which which uh, has really been to the detriment of brian to be honest with mm -hmm. you yeah, if uh, if the fans are chanting that during a, a scene, uh, during a Daniel Bryan segment, uh, you know it really doesn't say a lot for the crowd. It's a, it makes you look wishy washy as a crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's like oh these guys these guys will chant for anything. Which uh, which by the way I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, there was a video that happened um, before Raw actually happened where uh, the fans were chanting CM Punk and Michael Cole and Lawler and JBL were were saying man these uh. This crowd, you know, they don't, you know, these these chants don't last very long. Uh, did you happen to see that, Doug? I did see it. Yeah. What did, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I I can definitely sympathize with the announced team. I think it's um, to the detriment of the show. I think it's distracting and it's counterproductive for the mm-hmm. crowd. And to be honest, like, um, the, the WWE didn't send CM Punk home. Right. Ethan went home. So go to CM Punk's house and chant WWE at him, tell him you want him back in the WWE. Right. Because they want him there. He just doesn't want to be there right mm-hmm. now. Now, you can argue, uh, you know, his motives. If um, I tend to think that he's being a little bitch about it with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, I think, to be honest, I think he's kind of a mark for himself, right? Like, he's kind of like his guys who, like, buys into it. He's His whole thing is he's a rebellious guy who's going to stand up to management. Right. And he kind of, like, buys into his own hype, right? That's fine as a worker, but I'm not like, you know, I'm I'm not so up his ass that I I won't criticize him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, I think I think a little bit of his I think he probably has a little bit of resentment for Brian. Even I think that uh, like uh, this is like the time he chose to do this. Uh, Brian like, mega height of all his popularity, right? And uh, Punk kind of used to be in that guy, right? And he wasn't happy with his spot on the card, but. By no means Punk been shit on. He was going to be in a featured match at WrestleMania, yeah. and he's just coming off the longest, you know, title reign in 25 years. Uh, by means he's got been mistreated. Uh, you don't always get to pick your spot all the fucking time. You fuck me. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, I I can understand like like people like wanting Punk there, but he left. Yeah, the WWE didn't send him home. Go chant that at CM Punk. I mean, 
and I can't, I, I, I angle then like, I think it's well played, but if it's not, then it's like, a, I mean, if this is their new way of trying to work, then great. But I don't think it is because not everyone in the arena is tuned in as people who are listening to like podcasts on the internet yeah. about wrestling. Some people, this is lost on. They just don't know why he's not there. To be honest. And, uh, an angle, which I don't think it is because how are they capitalizing off this? Cause they're not speaking about him on air. It's not like they, they're mm. not can't capitalize on an angle. That's not like, mentioned you know what i mean like articles he's not right. being mentioned like that roh yeah, so i mean honestly i like guys like he has not been like misshot one of the greatest accolades he could get by being the longest reigning champ of the past 20 yacht so mm-hmm. he was going to be in a feature at wrestlemania i'm sorry that it wasn't the one that you wanted you don't always get to pick your spot on the card i mean yeah that's kind of a crap this is the some shots of sean michaels you don't get to you don't get to undertaker does right <laughs> but, i mean like <laughs> But that's that's Taker's gimmick. That's what yeah. they've worked out for. Yeah, that's his action. It's because they want him to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's kind of like it's the moment home thing. People weren't I mean, like that dude was a dick. He was disruptive in the locker room and like, and and apparently London. Yeah. I mean, I don't care as a fan that he's to be around in the back, but I I think it is a little just for fans to be chanting CM Punk whenever he's the one that takes ball home, mm-hmm. and it's it's only at the expense of Brian. Yeah. And I think it's almost maybe a little bit. Res- if it was a, if it's a shoot, I think it's almost Brian plays into it mm-hmm. because that's what he was. And going back into what you said about the uh, the crowd, you know, not not all of them are as into it as others. Uh, you know, it's like some of the people who comment on wrestling pages. Hey, where's Jeff Hardy? Wish Jeff Hardy would return. I'm like, he's over on TN. You know, are you not aware? You not follow him like you should. You know, you guys and people are trolls. Well, yeah, people think that because of the people that you personally interact with on the internet, or the people that the places that you go personally, like you're a plugged in wrestling fan, so you go to places that are for plugged in wrestlings. Mm-hmm. You that not always the majority of the fans out there, just because yeah. you are choosing to go to places, interact with people who are as plugged. Mm-hmm. There's a whole wider out there that you probably don't interact with. You probably don't know what's going on. It's one of those things, like. You know, a few times before, and I'm going to continue to mention it as long as it's relevant. Whenever uh, Rob was announced that he was in the bank, and I saw a tweet response that he did, "Where have you been the last few years?" And he responded, I've "Been over it. Never mind." Right. You know, it's like if you really, you know, if you really care about this person, you're going to follow their career. You know, so if you don't know that they're over at TNA, it's as easy as like being following Rob Van Dam on Twitter. You would know. Yeah, it's so like, hey, odd, check right? out my match tonight on on Impact. Or something, you know, and it's just—I don't know. Sometimes that part just drives me nuts. But you know, I don't really remember There's where a lot I was going more with people that. People than you think who do not like watch that. Yeah, they know nothing of it. Hey, where's where's Kurt Angle? <laughs> or, you know, I mean, you guys weigh in. Like I talked probably way too long about Punk specifically the situation. Speak about. Do you think it's cool that he could? Do you think that that's something someone should be able to get away with? You know, I don't know all the details of what went home. If what they said was correctly, if he took his ball and went home because he's mad because I guess what, he didn't get what he wanted or whatever. There's other things. They said something about concussion or something. Yeah. I mean, that's all, like, unsubstantiated there, right? We don't really know what that all Yeah. But, I mean, Like, I'm saying, like, if the story is that he didn't get the spot that he wanted at Mania and that's why he's home, you know, don't re-sign your contract. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a saying. But I'm not coming. Out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not coming back because I'm not treated the way I, or I'm not in what, the spot. Six more months. Or? Yeah, I'm in July. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's fine. But do you think it's cool to? Do you think that? First of all, I don't see how anyone could argue that he doesn't have a good spot in the company. He's not as featured as he as he was. But you know. But yeah, but there's 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 times that people go through that phase though. Right. You can't so be. You can't always be featured because there's other guys they want to bring up and do stuff right there. Well, so Cena, you're gonna be pushed Cena, aside for a little bit. I think you could argue that <laughs> Cena's always featured, but Cena's no. There, that's a different level right there. I mean, I, I mean, as far as start stardom, I mean, yeah. Um, I feel it. I would have to know what happened backstage to make him want to leave. You know, because you, you, all you hear are reports. Nothing's ever fully confirmed as far as what's going on. Um, well, sure, everything we're saying is pure speculation. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's, look, he's contractually obligated or obligated to be with the WWE uh, until, what, July? July, something. Or somewhere around there, like Money in the Bank, I think. He signed that, that contract extension. Um, it's just one of those things, like, you know, it's it's good business just to, Finish out your contract, and this, then you can, you know, give them the bird and say, "All right, I'm out of here." But right. if that's the case, you walk out. What can they do to you? I mean, like, what can they? That's pretty bad, though. They can fire you, huh? Well, For yeah. That. I mean, they yeah, could easily like, fire him. Um, but well, but the talk is that I don't necessarily understand the how their contracts run because they're independent uh, contractors. Yeah. So I don't necessarily understand. All it's, I know is that he's. I th- I think it's one of those you show up and you do work and you get paid. Right. So basically, he's not showing up, so he's not going to get paid. But you know, there's talks that oh, he's financially stable. He didn't blow any of his money, so he he's fine regardless. Right. Um. But I think the big talk is that, you know, Vince is somewhat of a friend of his. Like I heard in a in an interview where, uh, you know, Punk has had said that he actually is, you know, pretty good friends with Vince, and they, they'll text each other at, like, you know, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning since neither of them apparently sleep. You know, just like, hey, what do you think about this? And blah, blah, blah. You know, they'll just talk. So, you know, Vince is the one that's trying to bring him back, uh, whereas apparently, you know, according to reports, Triple H, not so much. He's like, you know, fine, let, let, him, let him leave. Don't, you know, don't let him come back. That's a good point, not to cut you off, but that's a good point of, of compare and contrast because – People will shit on Triple H, and me too. I will shit on Triple H for like mm-hmm. his ego and his the way he wants to be, the way he feels like he should be represented on the card, right? Yeah. But so Triple H doesn't want a job to certain people. <clears throat> Triple H wants a certain spot on the card. Yeah. People fucking hate on him for that, and rightfully so. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But CM Punk does it, and they're like, oh, this folk hero is being held down again. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Let, let, him, be think the, about, let him be the main guy. Right. Well, someone's going to have to lose to him. Someone's going to have to job to him. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just until we get the full facts. No, hypothetical. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to let you weasel out of this. I'm going to. Okay. Hypothetical situation is. He didn't like his storyline, right. and he didn't like his spot on the card at Mania. And so, so he, he took his out. ball. Yeah, he said, "Screw it, I'm I'm going home." That's, cool or not cool? It's, not cool. It's unprofessional. Right. Um, if he says, "Look, I'm unhappy. Can we do something to fix it?" If they say no, you know, whatever. And you know, and I've I've heard uh, talks from Mick Foley where he's talked to CM Punk, and and Punk has said, "If I don't, if." I, you know, if I can't do it 100%, I'm just not going to do it. Well, and so that's just him being 
the way that he is, you know, he wants to go out and give it all or nothing, and he's choosing nothing. Well, not being able to go 100% physically because of an injury or just being worn down physically is one thing. Right. Yeah. But letting your perception of your spot on the card dictate your performance, mm-hmm. that's not acceptable to me. Like you're saying, saying I can't give it 100% that I'm not going to do it is cool if you physically can't. But if right. you're saying it's not 100% just because it's not the spot you want to be in, do your spot at 100%. You <coughs> right. know what I mean? And, you know, if the reports are that he had a concussion or he was they were worried about a concussion, and he has been banged up over the past, Different story over the past few months. If that's the case and he's like, dude, I just I can't go out there. Like I am banged up. I need I need to take a break. If that's the case, totally acceptable. Totally fine. You know, saying, look, I I need some time off, and you guys are forcing me to go out there. Like if that's the case, you know, I understand. But if it's you know I'm banged up, but I still want to keep going until at least my contract is up, and then maybe take six months off, maybe take you know a year or whatever, and come back. You know, that's a different thing. It, it's it. Like I said, it, it all pertains to what actually happened that we don't know. Right. So that's that's the hardest thing right now yeah. um, is until someone comes out and says, all right, look, here's what happened backstage. Here's who said what, you know, because you're, you're getting reports of anonymous letters calling Punk a bitch. You're getting, an, you know, anonymous reports that, you know, Triple H doesn't want him back, but Vince does. You're getting reports that it was a concussion, one that it was he was injured, one that he was unhappy with the storyline. It's just, you know, there's so many things going on out there. And it will never be confirmed to us. Yeah, yeah. it's, you know, un- until we get the, you know. The best we'll ever get out of it is it was a shoot or it was a work. It will know if it was a work, you'll know eventually. Yeah. And if not, you won't. I mean, you'll know that too eventually. Yeah. So, unfortunately... We'll never know. I mean, but I will say one thing as far as his kind of gimmick is that he bucks authority. If this was a word, they'll, ne- they'll never be able to pull that again with him because that's twice that they did that. I'm going to go home thing. Yeah. But they'll never, ever be able to pull that with him again yeah. because people will never buy it again if they do it. This no, way. they're not buying it now. So. Right. And, what, and what makes me think that it's not a work is that they're not making any mention of him. And he's radio silent, too. Yeah, he has that, it. And plus, they changed the... I know they changed storylines pretty quickly. Yeah, changed storylines. Like, it was going to be him and Kane. Yeah. And so now it's Daniel Bryan and Kane. Yeah, you see, you see the storyline focus changing. You see or, well, the pictures being taken. Yeah, you see pictures being taken off of apps. You yeah. see features, you know, articles that he's not mentioned in. Uh, you know, it's it's sort of like they they're you know they're just Breaking cutting them news, off. They pull every CM Punk toy. Not sure. Hey, I mean, you never know. Um, I mean, they're still selling his merchandise at the moment, um, but that could just be for their own revenue because they're like, well, pff, you know, whatever. Well, at least sell, we'll get some cash. They out sell of the this. merch. They, st- they still sell the merch at the. Uh, at the last report that I got, yeah, from, it's still on the website. Yeah, it's still on the website. It's still being the sold. At, at stuff. They so. have the, look. They have the right to do that. If, yeah, 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 if yeah, this guy took his yeah. ball and went home, they have the right to say, okay. We're not going to let him disrupt all our shit. We're going to take him off of everything, right? They have the right to take a measure to 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 not have him being disruptive to their product. Yeah. Like, that we'll has s- to be like We'll a, sell you the shirt, but the money's going to us. Right. It's like not to work. That's like a consequence. You took your ball and went home. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pull you from all this stuff. We're not going to mention you. Yeah. We're not going to do that. So that's a consequence. And that's and I've been following Mick Foley pretty closely the past few weeks about, you know, some of the stuff that he's been saying. And um one of the things that he said was like, 
dude, no matter what you feel, just come back and at least work mania, you know, just get, you know, just you owe it to the fans. Don't don't, you know, leave the WWE and just completely ruin it for your fans. Like, come back, put on, a, you know, put on a five star match that you, that you want to do. Um, you know, you, you want to go 100 percent into the matchup and, you know, don't let don't let the uh, the title be the significance of your match. You know, it, it, the title match can go on last, but don't let it be the main event, you know, or the the one that stole the show. And you also get that nice little, you know, that WrestleMania paycheck. And then you can then you can leave or something like that. But, you know, owe it, you owe it to your fans to give them that one last, you know, here it is. You know, this is this is me doing my match. And if he um, doesn't come back or whatever, I want him uh do an MMA fight with Jason David Frank. I'm just saying that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just it's, feel like the games. I just the games. I just feel like the fans are misguided in their uh, cheering for Bonk and like he he left. Yeah, I mean it's fine to say hey we want we would like to, we want Punk back. Right. But it's it's his fault for leaving. You know he's the one who decided to leave. Now. Like and honestly, said, you're you're in basically, and it's really and truly at the expense of Daniel Bryan right now. Yeah, because you're you're hurting his segments, you know, because he's going to be getting choke slammed by Kane. Because and the, he's going to be in a match with Kane coming up, and because the fans are going to are torn between which rebellious chant that they they want to. Do we want to chant JBL? Do we want to chant Randy Savage? Do we want to chant CM Punk? Do we want to chant Jerry Lawler? Yeah, you know. Like it's not a very smart crowd if you're doing stuff like that. What? what? And we don't mean that in the smarky sense, which means you're not very intelligent. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I said meow. Oh god. Uh, so, anyways, I don't it know. Just it's just. Can uh, I eat? Jeez. Uh, but we do have the uh, the very first matchup. Those um, are gross. These are delicious. I hate those. I love these. I just hate some chocolate. I can't eat. Them. If we could get sponsors from Andy's Mints, that would be amazing. Lifetime supply of Andy's Mints. Hells yeah. This podcast. I, I don't like them. The podcast, all interviews, all special segments I will feel be weird brought to you. I nope. so much candy now. Nope. Andy's Mints. Dude, I bought a shitload of candy and now I like ate a lot of it and I'm like, ooh. I am not so going to be happily sponsored by Andy's Mints. I will. I don't like them. You don't have to eat them. I don't like mints. You can be sponsored like by Handy's Mints. <laughs> the, the preferred mint of the WNS podcast. Handy's Mints. Handy's Mints over to me. <laughs> um... Andy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first matchup we got to see Bray Wyatt or the Wyatt family, I should say, going up against uh, Cody Rhodes, Goldust, and Rey Mysterio, and uh, Cody Rhodes sporting a uh, a knee brace from his lovely moonsault off the top of the cage. Um, I, it, from the way it looked, um, it was gonna. It was you know, it, it looked like it was a hand injury um, from from the moonsault, but it turned out to be his knee. Um, I felt like this match was, uh, it was all right. Um, and then it really picked up there towards the end. Um, once everything, you know, broke down, they do their traditional breakdown, everything spills to the outside and then the finish comes. And, uh, I felt the sister Abigail from Bray to Rey Mysterio was awesome. Um, what did you guys think about it? It was totally awesome. Yeah, it was very good stuff. I I caught myself (laughs) like, okay. You know, you're he did it fit. so smoothly, yeah. like and quick, right? Like 
you know, you, I feel like I'm I'm a little kid plus a fan because when that happened and he did that, I started jumping up and down. I was yeah. pumped. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't I don't get too many, too excited over certain stuff, but that was definitely one of the moments that I got excited about. I was like, oh, dude, that was awesome. But um, the more I see a Bray in the ring, the more I like. Mm-hmm. He's really good, y'all. I mean, I still like Luke Harper a lot. I, I don't know that uh, I think that Bray is. They're both really good. I mean, but the more I see a Bray like work, the more I like him. Yeah, he's pretty good. And uh, it was just you know, yeah, it, was, it was really entertaining. It was a good start to Raw. Um, I'm gonna do a little plug here. Okay, do your plug. Uh, I think this is a Monday Night Draw, right? Is uh John working on that, or yes. is that a sketch or <clears throat> a commission? Yeah, no, he's doing his, his uh, Monday Night Draw. Check out our friend uh, John Guerra of Nightmare Pro Wrestling. Um, <clears throat> is he on the site now? What is that? I saw him like in He's, the group. His Monday Night Draw is now going to be featured on Wrestling News. Oh, cool. Yeah. So really it's cool. currently or is in the works? Too? It is now. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you can check all that stuff out. Uh, like I said, you could check out NightmareProWrestling.com or if it's going to be on Wrestling News Source, you can yeah. check that out too. On the and, main um, page. Yeah, he does that every Monday. Yeah, he's going to be and doing a sketch of, his, of us. Yeah, sketch, he's also doing a sketch of us. Yeah. This is his favorite moment. For Monday Night Raw, and he does great work, and so check it out. Uh, the Sister Abigail to Rey Mysterio. Yep, absolutely. So really good stuff. And whenever uh, oh, I didn't see that one. Is it up? Uh, it's not. Well, he didn't show it fully. He showed uh, what's it called? The early stages. Pencil of sketching. It. Pencil pencil sketches of it. Yeah. So gotcha. Yeah, man, I haven't been on the internet that much this week. <laughs> but uh, he does really good stuff. He's like I said, he's doing a uh, uh, commission work of us. Yeah, uh, the three of us, and uh, once it gets done. Uh, it will be available at his website for a purchase for those who are yeah. who would be interested in, uh, in having a little artwork about with us. I don't know why, but you never know. Um, We're so pretty cool. Go. We're pretty so, cool. Uh, so back, we'll, we'll buy it. Yeah, we'll buy it. Yeah. Well, I'm getting one as you know the payment for the commission, but uh, I'll still buy one. Yeah, y'all can buy one. Uh, so it's gonna be really cool. Um, next up, we got a, a backstage promo segment with the Shield uh, being interviewed. What are y'all doing? Shadow boxing your head. Oh, okay. I'm boxing your ears, son. Ow, 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 <laughs> ow. ow. So, uh, basically, oh, uh, smart ass. Roman Reigns basically bringing up the fact that Dean Ambrose hasn't uh, defended his United States Championship in quite some time, and so. Well, wait, no, no. I thought it was what's her name who brought it up first. Renee. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah. And um, I noticed one thing that um, uh, I forgot where I saw it. It might have been YouTube. But um, Renee brought up something that Fandango said had uh, had said on main event, where he was like, "Oh, I've got a plan up my sleeve," and she was like, "Well, technically, you, you're not wearing a sleeve," and he's like, "Shh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why." <clears throat> he's like, "That's why you're a bad journal," or something like that, and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's supposed to be a journalist or something." He's like, "That's what makes bad you a journal. poor journal or something." She's really good at what she does. Mm -hmm. I really like her a lot. <clears throat> and she's cute. So. Not bad to look at. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, Dean Ambrose issues <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> an open challenge. She's got this. <clears throat> you guys carry it. I'm choking. Are you going to die? <laughs> mm -mm. Um, was it Roman Reigns says something to him? Uh, he was like, oh, is that the kind of champ you want to be or whatever? Or he was like, he was kind of busting his balls about it and Ambrose... <clears throat> I was like, oh, it's all the paperwork that you have to fill out for the title shot. Like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, what kind of champion you want to be, bro? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was like, yeah, so 
I'll show you assholes. I'm going to have an open challenge tonight for the title. Apparently, that paperwork can clear really fast in comparison to it, the other paperwork. You know, it was kind of obvious of who it was going to be because they said Mark Henry was returning tonight. And I was like, what, what are they going to do with him? And I was like, yeah, it has to be the challenger. That's not what I was thinking, but uh, it wasn't that obvious to me. Or I just didn't think of it. I don't know. I was thinking it was going to be Roman Reigns. <clears throat> And also, he did the he called Renee like baby doll, like yeah. real like hunk sexy. Or like baby, baby doll, baby doll. Yeah. I bet the chicks the chicks are gonna be into him like they were into the Rock. Absolutely, hop on my lap, <coughs> baby doll, baby doll. Don't worry, believe in the shield. <laughs> so anyway, the next matchup we got to see Fandango going up against Santino with Emma ringside and Summer Rae ringside and. Nothing developing from that, so Emma's debut being absolutely amazing and astounding and incredible. She's done so much. Um, she got the moves. But it was a short matchup. Me and Tyler did her dance. Yeah. Ha-ha. Now and, you should uh, have watched the video last week. <coughs> and Miz came out, and he was unhappy again. Uh, <laughs> that's annoying. Know. It is. I don't like it. That's his new gimmick. Guy who's not happy with his spot on the card. Same gimmick as like five other guys. Uh, Ziggler did it. Well, I think that I think they're gonna try to put Miz and Ziggler together. Ugh. Is anybody interested in Miz Ziggler? No. As a team? Nope. A little bit. Are they just trying to do Awesome Truth 2.0? Miz. <laughs> oh, they were not happy with Mizzler. their spots on the card too. Yeah. yeah. Mizzler. Do you remember when we thought that was going to be like a thing when they had the like the cage and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a thing. Not much of a thing at all. <laughs> and then it led to a no contest vote or no confidence vote. Right. For Triple H. Why don't they just do that again? So, you know, what else? I don't know. I just What was that? What was the What did, what else did Miss say? <clears throat> I don't know. What is He said I really? I rolled my eyes. And I was like, okay. Remember what, I guess in this they were top they were kind of like top hills at that time. That's so odd to think about Miz and R-Truth being like top yeah. hills for a hot minute. Two, those two guys made the WWE backroom locker room uh, you know, they were very unhappy and they um felt unsafe. Right. <laughs> you know what you know it's sad, you know, but it's like the stuff I talked about earlier, what's working these days and what's going on these days. That's another thing that's going on these days. It's like it's the norm, I guess, that they're doing all this stuff. It's this angle. It's it's the new reality angle. It's like it's just it's annoying, I think. And like how can it work if you do it for like so many people? Like it's weird. I guess they're thinking, "Oh yeah, CM Punk set the way cuz he did it. He did this and like maybe we can do it." Like, eh, no. Yeah, it's weird. Very strange. Um, Daniel left. He walked yeah, out. Yeah, Daniel left. We're uh, stalling for time. Yeah, so what's the next match? I don't know. Where is he going? He's probably getting some more water. Uh, Let me fart on his mic. Um, what a bait. <laughs> I need some water. and Christian. I need some water. Uh, <laughs> versus the real <laughs> Americans. <laughs> so, yeah. We're making fun of you if you listen back to the show later. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I had to sit we're we're past the water. Fantango and Santino <laughs> stuff oh, okay. now. Well, I didn't need to delete it. Uh, we're we're now we're down to questions now. No, we're down to questions. Oh, awesome! Time for the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions are answered. First, hey, wait a second. 
Well, take it away. All right, so Seamus and Christian uh, versus the Real Americans. Okay. Uh, I like what they, they keep on doing with Cesaro and stuff, and they kind of like <clears throat> pushing or like uh, like Swagger doesn't go first. Swagger doesn't do this. It's just Cesaro's the man. Cesaro's mm-hmm. going to do that. So it's, oh, man, Cesaro and Seamus. Hoo-wee, man. <laughs> I like that match. I just want a one-on-one match but just between those two. Yeah. The tag team match. But I, I enjoyed the match, though. I thought it was an excellent match. I thought uh, <clears throat> I felt like uh, three out of the four people involved in this match did an excellent job, and Jack Swagger was there too. Oh man, no, I love that <laughs> Cesaro swing on Christian. He went far when he let him go, man. Yeah. Whoo! I love. I it. can't imagine being the recipient of that. He didn't even do that. He just let his arms go, and yeah. he was like, he was like, he was like Rey Mysterio, pretty much. Because if you're gonna count the revolutions on the swing, like. Pick a fixed spot, and every time oh his head God. passes, Dude. then you count like, once. I feel like they're trying to do seconds now. Right. Like they're trying to count just seconds. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe half the crowd is confused. <laughs> you pick a fixed spot. I think all of the crowd is confused, right. and they're just chanting along. Right. And they're just being idiots. I feel like we rag on the crowd a lot, but it feels it's like it's well deserved. deserved. Right? <laughs> Very yes, well yes. deserved. <laughs> so, but my God. <laughs> Uh, people don't know how to fucking act at wrestling shows, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why we need to do that video, you know, I'm telling you. Fan etiquette? Fan etiquette, yeah. yes. Uh, it'll be number one hit. But, my goodness, the interactions between Sheamus and Cesaro, good God, those uppercuts were awesome. It felt like, I felt like they broke out of the norm on that one. And, you know, they were like, okay, you can hit me, all right, you hit me hard, I'll hit you back. And it was just sort of, you know, going back and forth. And I love the intensity from Sheamus whenever he got knocked into that corner. He's like, come on and hit me! You know, like, and they just, uh, it was just really good stuff. Fight experience. Huh? Yeah. Just really good, really enjoyable. It was one of, and it was another one of those things where, like, Christian, we've talked about him in the past, being at live shows, you know, you, you get a newfound respect for his timing and all that. Everywhere that he needed to be, he was there at just the right moment, like, you know, he hasn't really lost a step on that. He still has great timing. You know, he needs shorter one, hair. The one thing that bo- that bothers me about Christian is his hair. What? No, that he doesn't have a blue dot in his hair. <laughs> no. They were playing off that this week too when he has on the screen. He's like, my mom thinks um, my mom thinks I have a good face, right? But um, when he like jumps all the way over to the ground just to slap the guy in the face, like that's so weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's what's weird. the psychology of that? You don't have any momentum because you stop it when you hit the ground. So you're basically just, I don't know, just slap the guy I in the face. I guess some people think it's cool. I don't. I don't understand why LC does it. Some people do. Check it's this little, out. It's a little odd. Oh, yeah. I hurt my knees, but then I'm gonna slap you in the face. It's but, not like a huge thing. It's just a little like, why do you do that? Yeah, <laughs> we'll ask him. But yeah, uh, Christian, why do you do that? <laughs> why you no run? But um, but Seamus and Christian do end up getting the victory over the Real Americans. And once again, Zeb Coulter was unhappy with the uh, with the results. Um, and Cesaro definitely getting a very positive crowd reaction. He's going to be a major baby face. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. can't even deny it. I don't know when this part was. And I don't see it on here, but uh, there was a, a backstage segment. I don't know if it's now or later on during the show where they talked to Cena and all that stuff. And, you know, they're pushing the next generation, yeah. or the next turn, not next generation, but, you know, the next, uh, the next wave. Uh, next wave and all that stuff. And, like, the Shield. The um the Wyatts, Cesaro and Brian. I'm here if you want you know, like yeah. you want something, come get something. But that that was cool though. 
It's like you mm-hmm. want to be the next guy. The next guy, come, you have to go through me and all that stuff. But it's like, it's like if you want to be the next guy, I think they're gonna. I'm the one you have to dethrone. The mention those guys and stuff like that because for a while, like, <clears throat> you know, Cesaro gets good praise in his matches, but there wasn't like no mention of like stuff if, or like he's gonna like elevate or whatever. But yeah, and that's proof, you know, John mm-hmm. Cena, you know. Saying, hey, yeah. these are some of the guys you need to be looking for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely um, a, a positive sign for. Because I would love to see a match one on one. Cena and. Well, they did that before, huh? No, not one on one. Yeah. They have well, SmackDown? Because I know the one where he threw him in air into the European uppercut, but that wasn't and then a one on one. That week. wasn't a one on one. Right. Um, yeah, I think they were both tag matches. I'm, I don't recall, though. Um but yeah, Cesaro is definitely going to be a guy to be looking for uh, for the next uh, next couple of years. He's definitely going to be a top player. Uh, <clears throat> next matchup, we got to see Alberto Del Rio going up against Dolph Ziegler. Very Ziegler. short Ziegler. 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 Victor. Uh, <laughs> Victor Ziegler. Uh, it was a very short matchup. Only lasted about two or three minutes. Hi, Victor. <laughs> what did it do? Uh, Del Rio ends up getting the victory after the matchup. He slaps on the arm breaker, which prompts Batista to come out for whatever reason um, and attack Del Rio, put him through a table, and, you know. Whoa, 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 Dave. Things have changed since you've been here. Yeah, we're PG You don't need to do that. We're PG now. It's all kind of crazy. Hey, man, I brought you back because it's good for business. Best. Best for business. So why do we care to see these guys on pay-per-view? Because he's already powerbombed his ass like 87 weeks in a row. Unless Del Rio's getting the win. He's not. He is not, but there is other... When is his contract up? Who? Del Rio. Sometime this year, I think. But, um, yeah, I think this is mostly just, hey, let's get Batista in a matchup and uh, shake some of that ring rust that he had from the Rumble. So... Other than that, Del Rio is to Batista what Big Show is to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, just hey. got to feed him enough of a name to feed him, set him up for the next thing. Yeah, which was weird because <clears throat> Lesnar left. Be Brock, oh, yeah, yeah. So Brock Lesnar versus Batista. But yeah, Del Rio versus Batista has been announced for the Elimination Chamber. Next up, we got this. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, next up, we got this. To find out who the next Hall of Fame inductee was, and it's going to be Lita. Dun, 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 um, dun, dun, dun. I don't really have a, a big problem with it. I know there are a lot of people who would say, you know, there are a lot of other women that they could have put in before Lita. When did um, CM Punk and Lita break up? I don't think before the new year. Oh, okay. It's been a while. Getting to know, man. I don't know shit. Yeah, apparently. Nah. You don't uh, know shit about shit. <laughs> and you call yourself a podcast co host. Hey, man, I claim not to be a know-it-all. So. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but I'm I'm totally fine with Lita being inducted in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think for the time that, that she had in the uh, in the WWE, um, she she did a lot of good. Yeah. Still remembered by a lot of people. I so. think what Trish would induct her, you think? That would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> not Jeff Hardy. <laughs> no, they're going to have AJ. Not AJ. <laughs> <laughs> totally have AJ do it. So that's that's like, why I didn't hey, get remember, that joke. Remember whenever I met you in the mall and had you and I cried over meeting you because I was so happy. Yeah, now I'm your now I'm dating your ex boyfriend. I had sex with him first. Yeah, <laughs> or is it second? No, well, Lita went first. 
Yeah. Um, just like Lita was in the WWE first. So, Lita, thoughts on the Hall of Fame? (laughs) Uh, Lita, thoughts on CM Punk? My stance is to not get uh, all torn up about the WWE Hall of Fame because it (laughs) doesn't mean jack shit, honestly. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, but if you're gonna look at it, about as relevant as the TNA Hall of Fame. uh, It's way, way, way more relevant than TNA. (laughs) More prestigious, at least. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it's an honor. Don't get me wrong, but uh, there's no official like criteria. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if you're really going to think about it, though, I mean, Lita's as important to the WWE's women. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's more important than her in WWE's women other than Trish? Me. Yeah. At least in the modern era, right? Mm-hmm. You got your Mae Youngs and you got your Fabulous Moolahs, but they're already in, you know? Yeah. Like, so who's... I saw one name that was thrown on would be Medusa. Yeah, but she was not as we important. We need Jacqueline and Ivory and... She wasn't as important, though, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. No, Molly, I Holly. <laughs> Molly Holly. Molly I, I like Molly Holly. Mickey James. Yeah, Mickey's probably on the outs with them though, because she went to the TNA. Yeah. That's true. Well no, because she showed up uh after after she left uh TNA, she showed up at the WWE Performance Center. Yeah, they uh, did an article. Long ago. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, but they didn't put her on camera. They? No, they did, a, they did an article over. over. Oh, okay. Like, hey, picture over there. You know, guess who? Guess who was here at the? Uh, but that's team. after she left TNA, though, mm-hmm. right? They didn't do it while she was in TNA. No, not at all. So, but you never know. So uh, it'll be like, although her time in WWE was short-lived, Mickey James provided a great career that lasted, you know, twelve blah, years. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah 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 blah. So you think it's Trish, then Mickey, and then Lita? Is that what you're saying in order of importance? No, not at all. I'm just. I was just throwing out other another names. name. Yeah. Other names that you could possibly throw in there. So uh, Jazz. Yeah, actually, Jazz is uh, retiring this year. She's been working in Louisiana. Yeah, Rodney Mack and her. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so for but those I mean, in the uh, Louisiana area, go and check that out. I mean, as, for, as far as importance to the modern era of WWE women's wrestling, then she's as good of a candidate as anyone, really. Yeah. And you, ha- and you have to think, wasn't, wasn't her and Trish's match the main event of Raw one week? Mm-hmm. When that would, I mean, one time, for yeah. that for that to happen is a pretty big deal. Right. So, you know, that's gotta that's gotta say something in this sexist industry. Yeah, <laughs> despite your bra and panty matches, and uh, you know, Lita did a lot of stuff that d- that the divas nowadays don't do. You know, how many of them are doing moonsaults uh, aside from Eve, uh, who's no longer with the WWE? Tyler's pointing to himself. <laughs> yeah, he is a diva. So um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> so uh, so yeah. I'm congratulations a, to Lita. It would be uh no, really no, cool no, to no, see Diva it. Is the definition of an eight bear of an eight bear <laughs> of an of an eight bear. No no no. Diva is the. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say it's being reported that the uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony is going to be uh, shown on the uh, the the network. So it'll give you something to watch the night before WrestleMania, as we'll be. Uh, what show will we be at? Ring of Honor. What night? Saturday. We'll be at Dragon Saturday. Gate. Dragon Gate. Say. There you go. So, uh, so in case you are wondering where we'll be, we will not be at the Hall of Fame ceremony. We will instead be watching Dragon Gate. Hell's yeah! Hell's yeah! So next up, we got to see uh, Betty White have a tea party with the New Age Outlaws because they were suspicious that the divas were going to try and prank her in some form or fashion. Uh, but instead, they were going to try and prank her by. Pouring uh, saline in her tea to give her cheesy stuff it, uh, from 
saline? DX. They said specifically that it's saline? Well, no, but it was, you know, it was in an eye drop. What is saline? It's basically... It's, Makes you shit yourself? I mean, it's like, it's it's like a laxative, laxative, huh? Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that they did it in Wedding Crashers, and that's what gave gave Bradley Cooper the messed up stomach. I'm going to Google it right now. Which is really crazy, <laughs> going back and watching that movie, because I did not know that was Bradley Cooper until I saw it on TV one day, and I was like, holy crap, that's Bradley Cooper, which is really that's cool. Holy crap, that's Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, that's Rocket Raccoon. Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon? Yes. Yes. Is it Vin Diesel Groot? Yeah. Yes. And Batista's Drax. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And Chris Pratt is uh, Star-Lord. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so Betty White ends up switching. How the do you spell saline? S-A-L-I-N-E. I believe. Slime? Saliva. Saliva? Now on tour? No. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that Tool's coming to Houston? I'm not a Tool fan. Okay. Not big on the Tool muscle. Okay. Well, just to let y'all know. For those who are listening and might be in the Houston area, <laughs> Tool is coming back to Houston. Also coming to Houston this weekend, Booker T's Reality of Wrestling I see with special guest, Big Sexy Kevin Nash. The Big Sexy Tour is coming through Houston. Tickets are on sale now, and they are selling out, so you got to go and get yours today. Get on the I Big think Sexy you, Tour. I think if you go on their website um, and you use the promo code CUBE, K-U-B-E, you get a dollar off your ticket. Uh, if you type in pube, no, what would you get? you get nothing. Oh, okay. Well, if you do it in Google, you'll probably get a lot of images you don't want to really want to see. But uh, anyways. He's so, still, oh, we're still stalling because he's looking up. Stuff. Oh, we don't have to stall. <laughs> stuff I mean, for sailing. You know, no, no, no. I want to hear more about these pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Tyler. Um, what kind of pubes do you like looking at? If you type in pube. Uh-huh. P-U-B-E. Pube. Or is it pubes? Like plural or just singular? Like one pube, like one single. Okay, pair? it's not possible to have one pube. You got to have more than one. I mean, if you're careful enough. You're careful. I shave pretty well, but there's that <laughs> one spot that I miss every time. <laughs> yeah. so it's on the nutsack, right? Around <laughs> the, the taint. <laughs> so one pube or pubes? It's one pube. One pube. Okay. Trying to like, one like a long. Wow. Yeah, I don't think you're right about the saline thing. Okay. In medicine, saline. Also, saline solution is a general phrase referring to a sterile solution, sodium chloride, more yeah, commonly like known salt as salt water. Everybody's getting learned. In water. Yeah. But it's only sterile when it's to be placed. By urine because it's sterile. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't say anything about shitting. It doesn't say anything about shitting. Hey, oh. I pulled up Urban Dictionary the other day about... We talked about macaroni and cheese. I don't know how we got on that, but I was like, let me look on dictionary. There's a sexual term for mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? Yes. Do we even want to know? I mean, I can look it up. Okay. Do we have to stall more? Yeah, if you want to. Damn it. If we're all being uh, goofy right now, let me look up mac and cheese. We did the majestic. Right. I'm not being goofy out. Mine was relevant to the show. We were trying to figure it out what medicinal. they spiked what they spiked May's drink with. All I know is that they did it in Wedding Crashers and that they did it on Raw. And They called it saline. It ha- no, they didn't call it anything, but... It was in an eyedropper, you know, little bottle. Right, like most laxatives are liquid, aren't they? 
Well, yeah. Could have been laxative. Did they, I'm asking you, do they specifically name it? They didn't this? Okay. call it anything. All you okay. see is them squirted in right. into the tea. Yeah, I saw the show. I knew what happened. Okay. But I'm saying, well, did I miss know. something? No, not, not to my knowledge. All right. I mean, yes, they did call it saline. Of course. Right. How could you miss that? We'll postpone mac and cheese for another time. Can't pull it up? I got it right here. Okay, well. And now, okay. and now the dry readings of Urban Dictionary by one Can I Tyler guess what it is? Go ahead. Give me a hint. Mac and, mac and cheese. It's got to do something with the face, right? No. It's got to do like some kind of like disease or something. No. No? Sexual stuff. but Something sexual. You're thinking of a blue... Uh... I don't even know what I'm thinking, so... <laughs> Not... <laughs> You're thinking of a blue lagoon, right? No, no, no. You're no. thinking of a blue... Uh... Waffle or something. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> I've seen that. Um, <laughs> seen it. Someone showed me it. Uh, <sighs> mac and cheese, a term used. I didn't used... see it. I just heard what it was. Uh, I was like, I don't want to look at that. I'm sorry, go ahead. A term used by close friends when in a group to indicate they would like some privacy for about five minutes while they masturbate. This usually occurs in a group of gamer friends on a Skype chat or similar online chat program. Hey, man, I'm going to go make some mac and cheese. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> so I was like a clear your mind thing. See, that's not even all that bad. Just be like, dude, I need five minutes so I can get back in the zone. Right? It's like a clear your but head. There's, there's another thing, though. It says an attempt clear by a member head. of the opposite sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> An attempt by a member of the opposite sex, hopefully, to lure you back to their house late at night when intoxicated. Often leads to disappointment of no macaroni and cheese, but full-on <laughs> rampant sex with the invite invitee. Sometimes involving dairy products and other members of the house, including the dog. Can be abbreviated to Mac for Mac'd for use in the past tense. Want to come back to mine for some mac and cheese? I got Mac'd la- last night. I gave her a good macking last night, et cetera. My God. <laughs> I like I just say, eh, et cetera. <laughs> and dog. <laughs> well, thank you, Tyler. This That's is a lot. I'm this confused is the, about the second This one. is probably the longest it's ever taken us to get through Raw. We're still not done. We're, an hour, we're over an hour in. Hey, man, there's people who know about mac and cheese. Yeah. Mac hey, and break cheese. Break up son. Breaking open the Pez, really good stuff. We've got lemon, strawberry, <laughs> grape, and cherry. Cherry, son. Okay. It's been a very goofy episode. Still have a lot to get through. Uh, the Usos go up against we'll Ride, Ride Baxel. Um, another pretty short matchup, but the Usos end up getting the victory. Uh, and then the New Age Outlaws look like they were wanting to fight, but then Billy had to run. Pooped his pants. Because he had the runs. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad if like he's running and you see something like brown run down his leg. Oh. Have you ever shit your pants as an adult? Came close. Almost <laughs> lost a grip one time. Almost lost a grip. <laughs> what do you mean you almost lost a grip? Like my butthole. Like, like I lost a grip. My shit was about to come out. <laughs> the look on your face was priceless. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. But I made it to the bathroom, so it was good, though, man. It's not. Whew, it fell out. <laughs> wow. You know, I just got engaged, and I need to tell some people some personal stuff. We're learning so much about you, Tyler. This is really some deep bonding moments that we're sharing with thousands of people who listen to the show. <laughs> what do you mean? My butthole, man. <laughs> It was. It wasn't. It wasn't tight. It was loose. Loose butthole. Loose butthole. 
Okay, back back on Raw. Sorry, so Mark sorry. Henry <laughs> is is the special opponent for Dean Ambrose. This matchup ends in a disqualification. After I see him, he's falling <laughs> on the ground. Uh, I'm trying to just get us through Raw. Uh, uh, the Shield end up interfering, so Mark Henry wins via disqualification. And that brings out the Wyatt family as the Shield were getting ready to leave. Um, you know, that's the thing I was worried about. Mark Henry winning. T- I love Mark Henry, but I didn't want him to win. T- I don't know what's going on. He thinks that's funny. So is, it, just, is the butthole still? I thought you were going to be like, you know, I can get right back into the. <laughs> you know, I, I listen, listen to Grip. No, uh, I really thought that Mark Henry was going to win the title. Yeah, I thought that that could have been a possible. Moment I didn't want him that. as much as I love Mark Henry. I didn't want him to win the title. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of figured once it was Mark Henry, there had to be in some sort of interference. <clears throat> there, I mean, there's not really a believable way that Ambrose could have gotten the victory. So, but uh, anywho, the Wyatt family comes out, and uh, the Shield and Wyatt family have a stare down, which was incredible. Um, <clears throat> the the crowd was pumped. Crowd was pumped for it. They were getting all into it. Um, it was definitely getting exciting. As I was watching it, I was agreeing. I was like, "Dude, this is incredible!" Just you know, the the tension between the two teams is is really great. And the longer I thought about it, I was like, "Man, can you imagine had they waited until WrestleMania for this kind of build like this?" You know, w- when the sh- uh, when the Wyatt family first made their debut, everyone was saying Shield versus Wyatt family at WrestleMania, Shield versus Wyatt at WrestleMania. Now I'm with them. I'm like, man, based on the reaction that the crowd gave them, just the feeling that you get, like staring at, you know, having three guys stare across to three guys, you know, ready to, ready to just tear into one another. Um, I felt like that would have been a perfect build for WrestleMania. Um, I agree. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do after elimination. Change. Yeah, I feel really bummed that, like, this might be, that it's not going to happen at Mania, that they're going to have their own uh, storylines afterwards. But uh, what did you guys get the feel for it? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, this is, not this specifically, but everything involving the Shield has been the best booked and the best paced thing they've done, Mm -hmm. uh, bar none, this this course of this year and last year. uh, From just the ascension of the Shield and keeping them strong as a team to the... uh, the dysfunction dysfunction in between the guys to even I guess like how they're going to take on the Wyatts I feel like if they would have held off just a little bit longer they could have made the Wyatts mean more yeah in the meantime but I guess the goal is really to make the Wyatts off of the shield which is the guys who have been the most well built and had the most um character development and the most the most time to get themselves over yeah so I don't really have a problem with it but uh yeah this is the best thing they've done clearly Mm -hmm. like booking wise you know yeah, they've, and they've slow burned it, and they haven't rushed it, and uh, it shows that just be, you don't have to be swerved. You can know exactly where this is going. The Wyatts are going to beat the Shield, and the Shields are going to break up. You know exactly where this is going, but you still want to see it. You don't yeah. need to be surprised. It just needs to be well done. You know exactly, and they have <laughs> done an excellent job uh, um, for the Shield since their debut. Like just really good stuff. I mean, yeah, they've they've lost focus every once in a while, but they get right back on track. You uh, can't be the, the focus the entire time. Yeah. So, 
but they've done just a really good job. Um, like I said, I was really, as I was watching, I was like, man, if this would have been the buildup for uh, for WrestleMania, uh, man, that would have sold a lot of tickets um, for them to to want to see that. Um, I like everything about it, even down to the fact that Roman was the guy to be like, okay, we're gonna get in the ring. Like he was the first guy in. Yeah, like he's he's taking charge. Right. He's becoming the, uh, you know, the the one to stand out and say, you know, we're not we're not gonna be intimidated by you guys. Yeah, fuck y'all. So it's it's gonna lead even further whenever uh, whenever they do split up, and he's gonna go his own separate way. He's gonna be one of those standout stars. And I noticed that they were focusing a lot on him uh, in the close-ups. Like it wasn't just a pan of all three, it was Roman Reigns. You know, they were really focusing on him. And he, he definitely had the look down. Um, you know, he, he has improved so much since he first since they first came in. Um, and, you know, it's only going to go up from there. He, he's going to be a huge star. Yeah, his ring work's going to come along, and he's got it in just about every... He's got it in spades and just about anything else you want from him other than that one. Yeah. The the shit that he has is the shit you can't teach, the charisma and the presence. You that, know? that special it factor. You know? Yeah, you can't like teach you, a guy. You look that, at him and you're like, oh, dude, this guy's going to be, you know, a big thing, big deal. And, I mean, you could tell just from the position that they had him stand in, he, was, he stood in the middle mm-hmm. uh, opposite Bray. Yeah. So, I mean, that says everything right there. Yeah, you didn't have him stand on the side facing Luke Harper. You know, and you didn't have, like, Ambrose standing in the middle facing, you know. It was, I am the center of this as well as Bray. You know, we are uh, the focus on We are on the him. shield. We are the shield. Um, so, yeah, just really good stuff. Uh, it's going to be really enjoyable to see. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could have uh, they could have built it up to even one of those, you know, team who loses is the one that splits up. And that could have been their breakup at WrestleMania. The Shield's no more or something like that. Um, but to- They still plan to do a thing where they want Mason run or whoever become? Uh, I haven't heard anything lately, but that was the last that I heard. They haven't called me, so I don't know. Oh, well, there's still time. I mean, I could be part of the Shield if they want. So. Yeah. So uh, next up, we got to see the Bella Twins and Cameron going up against Oksana, Alicia Fox, and AJ. Did you skip the Usos match? No, we talked about it very briefly. Whenever we were talking about Tyler's butthole. No, we didn't talk about it. Oh, did we not mention how awesome the spot was where he hit the tag as he was going over the Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was super awesome. Yeah, very nice to see. Sorry, my my butthole outshone that moment. (laughs) Yeah, about that. (laughs) Your butthole's trying to keep the Usos down. Yep. So, but the uh, but the Cameron was in instead of Naomi because uh, Naomi, as we mentioned last week, that sickening knee to the eye actually fractured her eye socket. Holy um, so she's going to be out for a few weeks, which kind of ruins her uh, championship match against AJ with, that had been talked about for uh, Elimination Chamber. So she can she'll be she'll be determined when she gets back. More yeah. Determined. So uh, hopefully she can come back strong and uh, and get right back in the title picture. Hope she uh, recovers well. Uh, but girl the, uh, by girl by from Cameron onto uh, Oksana, uh, giving them the win with the Bellas. Um, was it on Raw where where the Bellas tried to do the I'm going to be the on the Yeah, and yep. it just completely missed it. Uh, so yeah, anywho. 
next up, we had Kane. We're talking about out. Shield. Did you see guys see on SmackDown how like, you know how last week that um, Ambrose stole the pin after Roman speared him. Well, they had a match on SmackDown where like Roman's hit the spear. And he's like, yeah, now you can pin him. Like he's like, go ahead, take the win. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh man. That would have been pretty good. I tried to watch Impact this past week, um, and um, and the 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 TV has a, an option where you can start the program over. Uh-huh. But if you do that, you can't um, you can't fast forward and you can't rewind or anything like that. So it kind right. of it, it makes it all messed up. And uh, and once it reaches that point, it goes right back to live TV. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, okay, you know, it's I'm already in like the the overtime, like it's already in the ten o'clock hour, where you know they're just finishing that last segment up. I was like, okay, I'll watch this and then I'll rewind it and go back to start that over. So I just watched the last like three minutes with Dixie and uh, and MVP. MVP, and then I went to rewind it. Didn't work. Damn. I was like, I was well, about to say, did you see anything with the wolves? No, nope, I missed everything. Uh, they so. basically were only on like the very beginning during like a walk-in part. Mm-hmm. MVP talked like. 87 times during the show. <laughs> All right. Nice and overkill. So, they, haven't, they haven't wrestled yet, huh? Mm, nope. nope. So, uh, yeah. But going back into into Raw, uh, Kane comes out, who was apparently told that he had the night off. Uh, he came out and said, you know, uh, I acted on my own. I was not told by Stephanie or Triple H to do what I did. And Daniel Bryan wanted nothing to do with that. So he came out and they brawled. Um, and Daniel Bryan comes out. Yeah, he he's had on administrative off. leave. Why is he out there telling everyone he's on administrative leave? Just yeah. his ass home. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, you know, team hell no brawl. And uh, I saw one quote that said, "Doctor Shelby is probably crying right now, mm-hmm. disappointment." Yeah. I wish they would have played that up. You know, like the <laughs> former former teammates and anger management graduates. Poor Doctor Shelby. So that takes us into if the. If they had uh, played that up more, I'd have been okay with the thing. But I was just yeah. kind of like, meh, whatever. So uh, that takes us into the uh, the final matchup. Finally, uh, John Cena versus Randy Orton. Uh, crowd wasn't into this, but you know they they put on a a, a decent Cena matchup again. It. Yeah, uh, Cena ends up defeating Orton. Um, you know, wasn't a wasn't a terrible match, but the crowd just wasn't into it. Um, you know, and I and I made mention of this on the on the Facebook page. I don't think it's the fact that they faced each other so many times. It's the fact that you know the the ending very rarely changes. Either Cena lose, Cena wins by disqualification. You know, something happens to distract Cena, or Cena wins. You know, like it's 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 it goes back goes back to that d- discussion that we've had numerous times about you know the limited amount of times that Cena has lost cleanly. Um, like, I know he lost at TLC, um, but, you know, people can argue, oh, his hands were handcuffed to the rope and he got thrown into a table or something like but that. But that was legal. Yeah. Therefore, um, But, you know, how often have we seen Cena get pinned one, two, three in the center of the ring, uh, you know, with no distractions, no interference, uh, you know, here in, here in the last few years? I mean, you can throw up Daniel Bryan. Uh, CM Punk, The Rock, um, aka the guys who needed to and the guys who mattered. Yeah, who should he wash the job door? Uh, you know, just uh, 
and I and I get what they're doing with Orton. They're trying to make it seem like you know he's going to be scared that he might lose his title because he's losing to all these people. He lost um, to the top baby faces, the two yeah. top baby faces. Yeah, that's all who he lost to. He won the SmackDown matches. Yeah. Well, without going into spoiler, well, I guess going into spoilers. You know, fucking why you tell me they put Cesaro over him? Holy shit, that's fucking really? awesome. Neutralizer. Nicely done. Yeah. I'm so or- wow. Color me impressed. I, didn't, <laughs> I did not read the spoilers. <laughs> I that's did. And awesome. I, I was shocked as anyone. Oh, um, so Christian's the only guy who got jumped <laughs> out. <laughs> Which means Christian's going to be the one to win and go on to face Batista at WrestleMania. Wow. That is awesome. I am shocked. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. That just proves that uh, I guess that's he's on his way to his baby face. So. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, they, uh, I wouldn't say so much a spoiler, but something to be on the lookout for. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we I, spoiled, I, it, I spoiled yeah. the ending, but it's going to be something you're going to want to watch. How about that? Um, so, yeah, so that, that pretty much closes out Raw. That's um, badass. Yeah. So, uh, time, wow. So, time wow. to go into some hot topics. Uh, it's been announced that WWE 2K15, yes, we're already on the topic. Hey, man, I haven't mentioned it. You, you, you mentioned it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. No, I know how you mess with me. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, it, t- it takes like six months of, of talking. Uh, but WWE 2K15 is set to be released on next gen consoles. At the, uh, at the moment, there's no talk about uh, the current gens or, you know, 360 or PlayStation 3. Um, Make sure you hold it in. Um, so He's sick fuck. He was like he was like snapping and pointing at the candy. He was like, Do you want some? I was like, No, I can't handle any more candy. He's like, I gotta fart. Will you take that outside? Like, um, what the fuck? He just said it out of nowhere. Like, there he goes. So uh so How Doug, the fuck is someone gonna marry you, man? <laughs> oh oh my God. dude. That is fucking <laughs> wretched. Get the fuck so, out of here. So uh God. So so Doug, if uh, he looks so pleased with himself, <laughs> so, if WWE 2K15 only comes out on the next gen consoles, are you gonna buy a next gen console strictly for that game? I would buy one anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Tyler? Oh man. I don't know, man. <laughs> He's I don't spent. Know. Are you going Xbox One or PlayStation Four? I'm gonna go both. I'll go both ways. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Uh, I'm an Xbox One and PS4. That's what I mean. For those who are fans of the uh, current WWE logo, the Scratch logo, uh, be prepared to say farewell. Uh, starting at the uh, at the launch of the WWE Network, starting uh, February 24th, the Scratch logo will be no more. Uh, it'll be replaced by the uh, the Network logo that you've been seeing all over the place and on their new jets and stuff. So be on the lookout for that. It's time. It's time. It is, uh, especially yeah. since we're out of the the attitude era, out of the modern. Their time's era. up. My time is now. So sure. Well, um, something else to really look forward to on uh, on February twenty fourth, the date of the uh, WWE Network launch, uh, is being r- rumored and reported and all that. That Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker scheduled to return to Raw, and brother, and and Jimmy Hart. So, there you go. So really cool stuff, I guess. Um, It'll be interesting to see what, what role Hogan plays. Um, for those who are just diehard WWE studio news, um, as far as their movies, it's being reported that Jingle All the Way 2, yes, the old Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas film where he tries to find an action figure 
is getting a sequel starring Santino Morella. Huh. I'm interested. Yeah. I might I may give that a beat. It'll be interesting to see uh what he has to search for. Maybe the latest John Cena action figure and he ends up meeting John Cena. So Sounds fucking awesome. Okay. Sign me up. Um also the Marine Four is set to come out. Uh and it's gonna be starring the Miz again. So he's he's gonna be the first one to reprising uh, his ro- <laughs> reprise his role. That's right. Gonna be in a sequel. Uh, Marine Four and Jingle he's gonna all meet up too. with John Cena and Ted DiBiase. No, <laughs> so uh, so there you go. Other hot topic news. Uh, I don't know if you guys followed the game Flappy Bird or not. No idea. Tyler couldn't explain this to me very well. It's basically what is it? It's basically <laughs> uh, an app for your iPhone or Android, and you tap you tap the screen to make a little bird jump, and you have to make him go through a set of pipes. You know, that's what I said. And the pipes change height and and stuff like that and it's really difficult because the bird only goes like whatever you click it goes the same height but if you tap it you know faster it'll fly up faster and it's really difficult to get through all the pipes and it it led a lot of people to pretty much go insane and send tons of hate mail to the uh, to the creator of the app dude was making fifty thousand dollars a day on ad revenue from from this game it was a free game to download and all it was is that an ad would pop up at the top of the screen or at the bottom of the screen, and then it would fade away. He made $50,000 a day from that. Got so much hate mail, he took it off of Apple stores. Okay? After how much money did he make first? Um, I mean, it didn't... It had probably been out a month, and then it really picked up steam here in the last two two to three weeks. So, you know, it, it I guess it varies. Um <clears throat> But anyways, why I mean, why did he get so much hate mail? Because it was it was pretty difficult. It was a difficult game, and so like so quit being a fucking baby. Don't play it if you don't e- like it. Exactly. So people decided to complain and be little bitches about it. Um, and so he basically came out and said, "This game has destroyed my life. I'm ta- I'm taking this down." Wow. And so it got to the point where people were selling their phone, were trying to sell their phones on eBay that still had the app because you can't download it but if you still have it on your phone right. you can still play it so hmm. people were putting in, putting their phones on eBay saying hey here's a phone or here's an iPod or iPad with Flappy Bird on it so that you can still play it and reports are that like bids got up to $9,000 maybe even higher what? that people were wanting to buy it <clears throat> eBay actually took those down uh, so that people couldn't pay for it, because that that's just stupid. That is. Uh, and anyone who put a bid on that, you're a freaking idiot. Um, Mark. Anywho. <laughs> Abra's calling people Marks. Which, by the way, speaking of Marks, did you guys see... Uh, I apologize, Abra. You did tell me exactly what it was. I just yeah. didn't believe it. Did, did, you guys, <laughs> did you guys happen to see that Ring Psychology vid- video? From, yeah, the Wrestling Ish channel. That was awesome. Yeah, I guess I don't know those guys. I guess they're like... With the Upright Citizens Brigade or something yeah. like that. But anyways, uh, back to the the Flappy Bird. Uh, you know, it's a really hot game right now. All, you know, everyone's playing it. It's the top game or whatever. So it gets taken down, right? right. Everyone's upset and trying to buy it on eBay for God knows what reason. Um, so someone came out and basically redid the game. But instead of a bird, they put an 8-bit or 8-pixel, you know, 8-bit character of Daniel Bryan. I saw that, but I didn't I didn't get the reference. I didn't know the Flappy Bird part. Yeah, that's what it was. And so they call it Flappy Bryan. Have you seen gameplay from it? No. <laughs> okay. If you, you know, you tap him 
and he tries to go through the tunnels. If he goes through, you get a yes, and whenever he hits something, you hear no. Nice. Yeah, so it's uh, so really cool. It's free to play. Go online. I tried to check it out, but the link wasn't working at the time for me. But that's something uh, something for you to look forward to if you're die hard over that game. Uh, final bit of hot topic news. Oh, my throat's starting to go. Oh, man. Uh, uh, the WWE apparently is making Antonio Cesaro just Cesaro. They're, so they're dropping Antonio. He's just going to be known as Cesaro, like Batista or Raven or whoever. Raymond. Raven, no. not Raymond. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's Raymond. Hi. Uh, and apparently the same is going to be going for Big E Langston. No more Langston. He's just going to be known as Big E. It's just like me. I'm going to be a bear from now on. Okay. So thank you, Tyler. Um, That's not me. So any thoughts on, on this? I have no problem with it. I don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah? Just calling him Cesaro? Yeah, I mean, I mean... I guess they're just trying to simplify. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, there's times that we call him Cesaro, not Antonio Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And if we like 90 percent of the yeah, time. Big E, like just Big E, not Big yeah. e Langston. So. Okay. Well. Well, yeah. There you go. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know exactly what it holds. Like I don't have a problem with it. Like I had some friends in the past where we just called them by their last name. You know, it's just better. something that you did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Farty Mc. <laughs> Hold it in. Um, so yeah, there you go. Awesome. So, time to go into the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions are answers. I'm sorry, it's just weird. My voice is yeah, I know. like it's it's tired now. Yeah. It's it's all. Um, so first question coming to us from Thomas. Drop it low, son. Drop it low, son. Drop it, drop it low, son. Saying, hey guys. Uh, nowadays it seems that there's plenty of talk about who the face of the WWE is, but I think it's no secret that Cena has been in the past and may still considered by many to be the face of the WWE, a position he has held since 2005. With Cena approaching nearly a decade as the top star, I was wondering how long do you think he has left in him? And if you were to book his final run in the WWE, what would you book him to do? Also, congrats to Tyler on his upcoming uh, nuptials. Hopefully Noah won't appear at the wedding and reveal he has already married the uh, Mary Daryl. Meryl Daryl. Meryl Daryl. Uh, in a moment that would make Triple H proud. <laughs> Thank yes, you, I Thomas. Do. Thank you. Um, how would you book Cena's final run, and how long do you think he has in him? I just want to say this first about Cena. It's Cena's like, I feel like Cena's Hogan to me. Like yeah. it, it's gonna be like a long, long time before he quits, even though his body's gonna be breaking down. He'll take a break, or he'll still have to wrestle. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if if he retires, he couldn't stay that way. He he wants to wrestle, but I could be wrong. That's why I just take from total yeah. divas. You know, that's my take. You know, seeing him and him <clears throat> saying all that stuff. Uh for his last run, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Another run against Daniel Bryan or Cesaro. He'll run. <laughs> How about you, Doug? Uh, well, so apparently he's 37, so I could easily see him going strong to 45. Yeah. I'd give him a s- uh. seven years. Um, Batista's 45. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. He just he doesn't look as old as he is, but he's pretty old. Yeah. Um, I'm 43. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I could easily see him staying active until 45, uh, maybe more with a lighter schedule, you know? I mean, Yeah. I, I mean, I could see him, like, 
working more of a attraction schedule in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to say how you would book his last run, though. I mean, you don't know who's around and available at that time, you know? Yeah, and it's always one of those never-say-never kind of things. Like, how many times is he going to come back for one more match? And right, I mean, how, how would we know who would be worthy to, like, work him in, like, seven years, you know? Right. We wouldn't even know who would be around in seven years. Yeah. Um, you know, I I get worried because, you know, with injuries and surgeries and stuff like that, I feel like, like Tyler said, he's going to wrestle until he can't anymore. Like, he, he's physically not going to be able to be mobile. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that you could say that about Cena. Cena is a company guy in the fact that he will – rush back yeah but that doesn't necessarily make him the i can't step away guy it just makes him the uber dedicated ball i'm still here guy. right it's not necessarily the same thing it could very well be but mm-hmm. we don't know for sure yeah and uh you know i mean you can easily say he's got another five years in him um he absolutely has five years in him yeah i'd say as many as seven or eight even with the way that he's been booked lately where he'll do maybe one or two matches during Raw leading into a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and then he'll wrestle on the pay-per-view, and then he'll come out that following Monday, book a promo, do a promo the next week, have a match, you know, something like that. Sort, sort of, there's, I can already kind of see it where he's not wrestling every single night, every single Raw. Um, not only is he not wrestling every single Raw, he's not even the focal point of the show anymore. Yeah, It's clearly like the Daniel Bryan show right now. Yeah, I mean he's the he's focused. I mean mm-hmm. he's where the focus is. And I think this is a good uh, a good time to start a transition period, where you know Cena's got his storyline, but he's not the main focus anymore. Um, he can be a priority. Just, yeah, and you know where where he calls where it calls for it, they'll they'll put him there. Right. Um, but I mean, who out of all everything that happened during Raw, what can you say was the focal point? You know, well, I felt like the Brian stuff would have been more poignant if the crowd hadn't been so fixated yeah. on wanting to be rebels. Yeah, and not even that—not very determined rebels either. They quickly gave up on it. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but you can easily but say you could easily say over the past few weeks, few months, you could absolutely say that Brian's been the focus of the show. That, Just because if it's not this week, I mean, and over the past couple of weeks, um. The Shield and the Wyatts, right? You know, that's that's a big. Uh, Last year, two money, money angles right now. So, oh, there it is. Nice, uh, the drawing from uh, John from Nightmare Pro Wrestling. Really good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, like we said, there's still there's still a few years left of him. He's still pushing the merch. You know, as long as there are kids wanting his merchandise, he's going to be selling it. So, um, yeah, Batista's forty five right now. Yeah. So Cena is every bit as good a shape as Batista is. Mm-hmm. He could abs- I mean, he's worked longer and a harder schedule, so you know maybe, but he's absolutely as in every good a sh- as good a shape as Batista, I mean, if not better. Yeah. So yeah, but we'll have to see. It would just be an injuries thing where Batista had time off to recoup. Yeah, which they would definitely give to to Cena. So I think he's certainly paid his dues by this point, and also Cena. Um, you know, congrats to him on the 400th Make-A-Wish that he did. Most in, by anybody in the history of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So really big stuff. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Good, good for him. So uh, so thanks for the question, Thomas. Um, 
and you know, again, it's, it it'd be hard to book his his final run. You you just never know. Uh, next question coming to us from our buddy Ryan, saying, uh, "What's up, guys? Did you did any of you hear a rumor about Shelton Benjamin having a dark match with Tyson Kidd on Raw?" Did hear about that? I didn't. I didn't. I did hear about that, but uh, I don't know. First of all, what's up, Ryan? But uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what the upside is for Shelton in this like landscape of the WWE. Like, where does he fit in? You know, because mm-hmm. they got plenty of guys they could use uh, that are are as skilled as he is, and some that are even better talkers, which is kind of his notorious like downfall. Is he's not a great speaker. Yeah, I feel like he's got much more upside in Japan. I would just stay in Japan. I don't know what he's yeah. just like an athletic dude. I th- when I think about Shelton Benjamin, I think about like John Morrison, like a super athletic dude. He could do like freaky like athletic shit mm. but he's not necessarily a great worker and he's not necessary he's definitely not a good speaker <laughs> so yeah i mean uh it'd be great to see him back uh you know he can put on you know that he can put on some good matches but you know you, you have to think like how far would he really go like they pretty much just replace him with the crazy spots with kofi kingston so as long as uh kingston's able to do it you know, they're they're not gonna look for him to come back unless they just want to say, Hey, we want to bring you back as a guest spot in the rumble or and maybe have a couple matches after that and then you can you know go I mean back of all the guys to bring back, I don't see why he would be the guy. Yeah. I just don't see the upside to him. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't I don't dislike him and I'm not trying to shit on him. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how it makes sense. Yeah. I'd like to see him back, but you know I think he's I think he he can flourish like more in Japan. Yeah. So, um, so there you go. Thanks for the question. Next question coming to us from Cody, saying, um, "Pepsi fan." Yes. With all this talk of Not the, with all this talk of the Hall of Fame, who would be the five in your dream Hall of Fame class of uninducted members? So five people who have not. Here's my thing about the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> it's not like a real legitimate thing. Yeah. Um. First of all, there's no legitimate criteria for a Hall of Fame because it's not a legitimate sport. <clears throat> so you can't have any bush, Thank you. any legitimate criteria in the first place. Uh, now, you could have some made-up criteria for your made-up Hall of Fame, but they don't even have that. They just, like, induct whoever they feel like. They try. They have kind of like a paint-by-numbers thing where they're trying to hit, like, different demographics. Yeah. And just to sell tickets, which doesn't mean shit to me. Which I don't care because I know it's all bullshit, so I'm not gonna get worked up about it, right? So, but it's just arbitrary. They just pick whoever. It's not like a, it's not a thing, right? I mean, it's yeah. so. I mean, you could try. I mean, like I, I, I have the sensibility of if you're gonna do a Hall of Fame, it should be somewhat legitimate, and you should like have legitimate criteria where you kind of have like a baseline of like if you're this good then you get in and if you're not then you don't and that means different things to different people i mean like different things should be taken into account like draw being a great draw a huge draw is like one aspect of it that's you know an aspect being a great worker is another aspect i mean um and so you know maybe guys who are like amazing like who are all-time great draws aren't always the best workers but being so much of a draw is like a significant enough to get you in or being so much of a worker just because you weren't a draw is a significant thing to get you in or maybe you're not the best worker or the greatest draw but you're one of the best talkers that's it that's it's like weird criteria right but you can make sense of it all 
but they don't do that in any way, shape, or form. There, there is no like criteria. There isn't no, even any like illusion of a criteria, right? They're just they were they're blatantly haphazardly like picking whoever they feel like picking. So it makes no sense to me. So like I have no reason to even like like it means nothing to me just to pick five guys that I like to go into the Hall of Fame because that's stupid. It's, there's no criteria in that. I am of the sensibility that I would like. If I'm running a Hall of Fame, I say you start at the beginning of time or as far back as you can go with proof of how these guys worked, how these guys draw, whatever records you have, and you you have to induct all the historically overlooked people. I mean, like, you know, back to the very beginning, you know, like is Thez in, is Hackenschmidt in, is all these dudes in, and I'm not even going to sit here and pretend to you that I know how well those guys drew or have seen them worked enough, you know, you know, have seen, like, enough footage to know that these guys were like whatever like so it's all bullshit to me so like i'm not gonna like fake makeup like five just pick five guys out of a hat to go into a thing well how about this how about doug's mount rushmore who are who are five guys that have stood the test of time in in your eyes can be anyone doesn't have to be necessarily wwe could be you know japan could be uk could be mexico you know who who are your who's your fave five all time. Ooh. How about we switch it up a little bit like that? Would that be acceptable? I mean, I can name five guys I like, but yeah. trying to narrow it down to five. Hmm. And it doesn't have to be in any particular order. You can just be like, oh, dude. I do like Brian a lot, and he is like one of my all-time top, top guys. Okay. Um, I think I have to put uh, Mitsuharmi Sao in there. Japanese legend part of the hot like 90s all japan scene i mean i think he's definitely up there uh man hmm regal see i do love regal (laughs) a whole fucking lot too dusty Rhodes. do you love dusty dusty would probably be on my rushmore Hmm. I would definitely put Dusty on my Rushmore. <laughs> Kenta? Nah, not Kenta. I mean, I like, I like Kenta fine, but he's not going up there. Jushin? Liger's in the running, man. <laughs> I'd say Dusty's a for sure. I'd say uh, Misawa's a for sure. Okay. I don't want to throw Brian in there. Okay. Well, this is your uh, your Rushmore, so you pick whoever you want. Yeah, Dusty's a no-brainer. Uh, hmm. I don't know. You guys talk about it. I'm trying to think about who you guys are. But... All right. Tyler's Mount Rushmore. Five people. That's right. R- Mount Rushmore and five. Okay. We're going above and beyond. So five people, <sighs> your all-time faves, Hall of Fame, A-Bears, inductions. Past, present, future. Whoever. Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. (sighs) (laughs) Got that air, guys. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Zara and Daniel Bryan. Um, 
One more. This is going to be weird, whatever, but I liked them back in the past. I still like them now, but not as much. Saying now. them, you got room for one. I know. Him, he's part of a group, but I'm just going to pick this one guy. Part of, uh, this is weird. Road Dog. Road Dog. Interesting. All right. Um, I'd probably go Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, um, Macho Man, um, Kurt Angle, and Daniel Bryan. Those are my favorites. I feel like much is in contention. Yeah. I don't know that I can settle on a five. Uh, for sure, five right here, right now. Okay. Dusty's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely have to put Brian in for sure. Okay. Uh, I think Misal is pretty for sure. Okay. I think Regal may may make it. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Regal. Okay. I don't know that I have a number five that I can uh, for sure lock number five right now. Okay. Well, that could be your that could be your four Mount Rushmore. Okay. So there you go. So uh, so thanks for the question. Do appreciate it. Next one coming to us from Garrett from YouTube, saying, uh, "Do you guys think it would be a good idea to defend any of the NXT titles on pay per view?" And I like this question. This is definitely one of those you know think outside the box. Um, I think this would be a great kickoff, uh, you know, pre show match. Uh, you know, it, it would give a way to give some of the spotlight to these guys without having it be the main card. So, you know, those who, who tune in can say, okay, now I kind of want to check this out instead of saying, oh, why are they giving, um, you know, why, why are, you know, these guys being in the kickoff show, but then the NXT guys get a slot on the pay-per-view. Like, I feel like that would probably be the best way to, to incorporate is if you had the uh, NXT guys on the, uh, on the kickoff show because they'd be like, hey, here's, here's two guys you need to keep an eye on by checking out NXT, and then they could – you know, use some of the kickoff time to talk about what's been going on there. I like if you are gonna do it, I do like your idea of keeping it to the pre-show. Yeah, I'm not so sold on that. You 100% sure you should do that because mm-hmm. I feel like there's this weird. Uh, and it doesn't have to be every pay-per-view. You know, something like that. It would. I think it would be a nice inclusion. Uh, sure. Like again, I agree that if you're gonna do it, yeah, put it on the pre-show. But uh, I don't know. I think there's this, there's this weird limbo where like. Uh, a lot of these guys fall into where um, there's not a lot, a lot of differentiation between, like, uh, you have your top guys and you sort of have everybody else who's not featured. And it's not – makes them feel like they don't have a role or in a weird role. So you're not really sure, like, even, like, a clear – you're not even, like, clearly defined, like, mid-carters at this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you just start throwing more guys on the show – Meaning the NXT guys, I think it like muddies it up even more, and there's even less distinction between like a class of guys, you know? Right. And I think it becomes even harder to like find meaningful things for these guys because you just have a sea of dudes who you need to pick out of. Uh, if you are gonna do it, I do like your idea of keeping it on the pre-show, but I'm not sold that you should. I mean, okay. I don't know. You could present an argument to me and sway me into thinking it if you presented mm-hmm. a good argument, but uh, I don't see one on, on my own. I think like a valid valid argument would have been uh, the kickoff show for the last for the last pay per view for the Royal Rumble where the tag team championships were defended and titles exchanged hands. I felt like that could have been something that could have been added to the pay per view card itself, and rather than the kickoff show. And you know, you could have you could have had you know either a mid card match or you could have had um, 
one of the, some of the NXT guys come out and show off a little bit. Well, a mid card match by definition. Well, you know what I mean, like some of the mid card guys. Well, I know, but I mean, I see your argument, but I don't. To me, that's not an argument for specifically why you would include NXT guys. It's just right. be like that's you don't feel that's a great placement on that card for that match. Well, um, you know, during the Royal Rumble match itself, you did see who was it, Alexander Rusev? Is that what his name was? You did see him. So they could say, oh, he's, you know, uh, you know, you could have had them be featured in that match and said, you know, hang on, folks, we got a nice surprise for you. Those aren't the only NXT stars you'll see in the, paper, in the, in the featured on the Royal Rumble tonight leading, you know, to that match. Say, oh, we got someone, we got someone else to, to feature in there as well. Um, um, well, I don't know that I accept that. I mean, I still think it presents, like, as many problems as it could do good, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm not so old. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Or what if what if you had them just sort of be like the op- like the showcase matchup? Because I don't know. Uh, I think how- you could do like a a big. Uh, you know, how they're trying to stamp out like all the. Uh, I, I've heard this idea kicked around on the internet, and I think it's a pretty good idea. Like, you know, they're trying to stamp out all the independent shows over WrestleMania weekend. Well, if yeah. you're gonna do like a big like barn burner NXT show over mm-hmm. WrestleMania weekend, I think that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, a big meaningful show, like their big show of the year. But uh, I don't necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. That there's. I don't know. Well, like, whenever I went to uh, one of the house show or not, it wasn't a house show. It was a it was a live raw taping, uh, back in the '90s. You know, they had that dark match where it was you know a new guy who'd be coming in versus you know a local guy or whatever. Uh, sort of just to showcase that. Job guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like they could use that for the kickoff show for, for some of the NXT guys. Be like, well, hey, you know, you know, we're getting ready to start the road to WrestleMania where new stars are born. Speaking of, here's, here's a showcase of what's going on over in NXT. Here are two guys that you need to be on the watch for there. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a title match, but you can have two NXT guys face each other in the kickoff matchup. I mean, again, that's fine if you're going to keep it to the pre-show. I don't necessarily have yeah. a major problem with it, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think you can do a jo- like a jobber match there. I think you have to do a competitive match between two guys. Right. And that's that's sort of what I mean. Just have it sort of be a showcase to get people to want to be interested and oh, well, I was tune confi- in to, I was confused. to NXT. I was confused by what you said because you were talking about jobber matches. So right, but what meant, I'm like, saying, it was you know the new guys who like no one's really heard of because they haven't been on, featured on on the programming, you know, um, you know, these guys are on NXT, but no one in the U S really knows a whole lot about them because they don't really get the access to, to watch it yet. So this would be a good way to say, you know, make sure you tune in on the WWE network, you know, whenever it airs, I think Wednesdays or whatever. So make sure you tune in Wednesday, Wednesday evening for all new episode of NXT. Here are two of the guys that you're going to see in action, blah, 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 blah. And you can also do, uh, a title match here, here and there. I see your point, but I don't know if I'm I'm sold on it. Okay, I think it's fine if you keep it to the pre-show, but uh, yeah, I think if you put it on the main card, it presents like a lot of problems because no you already one's have know about these guys. Not only that, but you have a lot of guys you're already not doing anything with. So why are you going to muddy yeah. that up even more? Yeah. So okay, so I think uh, you know as long as they keep it to the pre-show or something like that, because that clearly defines. The real card yeah. from the pre-show. Yes. So you're making it clear. You're clearly defining the roles of these guys and saying 
these guys aren't lost in this sea of other people. Right. There's already enough guys lost in that sea of people. Like, yeah. do some shit with those guys. Like, figure out something to do with yeah. it. Don't add more to the chaos. Like, know? remember when Sandow had Sandow was looking like he was going to be featured here a couple weeks ago, and then he all of a sudden he's just, oh, I'm just the kickoff guy, and you're not going to see me for a while. Yeah. So. They have a lot of guys to do shit with. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But there you go. But thank you, uh, thank you for the question, Garrett. Uh, next question coming to us from Hendo Blake on YouTube, saying, uh, "Great podcast this week. Love the video. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Um, thank you. I reckon Orton will lose the title soon, and the Authority will turn to Brian for help. Uh, and what are your thoughts on Punk? Do you think he will come back? You no, know, it's a funny thing. I, um, oh, I forgot the words. I don't think that that will happen, but it wouldn't surprise me because the <laughs> Authority being wishy washy, but they seem consistent." Uh, on hating or not liking Daniel Bryan. So. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, and I also don't. Even if they were, I don't think it's the story they should tell. Uh, Bryan sort of inherited Punk's feud with uh, Kane and probably his feud with Triple H. I mean, mm-hmm. that's seems like it makes more sense anyway because he has had more interaction and more reason to feud with those guys anyway. But uh, so I don't see them turning to Brian to, to help with Orton. I think the story is, uh, you know, Brian, you know, finally overcomes Triple H, and then he's gonna eventually go on to win the title. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that si- signifying his like struggle with the authorities over because he's bested Triple H, and then he can go back to focusing on the title. Uh, I think that's the story they're telling. I think that's the story they should be telling, and uh, I don't see that including him turning to help uh on orton and uh, i mean as far as what i think about punk i mean i don't do we will we see him back i don't i don't think he's coming back i won't i won't i don't think you see him before mania or if at all i think he's gonna ride it out because more mostly i mean mostly because i think he would look stupid to come back now you know what i mean like he's i think you kind of have to he has to I don't see them, whatever he wants, I don't think they can give it to him at this point. Mm. So he would basically have to, like, swallow his pride to come back at this point, and I don't think that's something that Punk would do. And he'd probably end up losing to Triple H because of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't – I think he's, like, way too proud and way too too much of a mark for himself to, to come back. I mean, yeah. like, this is – it's already not a money thing because this is the, the – the season of the year they make the most money so it's not a money thing yeah he's willing you know to walk that. away from all that yeah he's well he's walked away he's way willing to so i don't yeah. see him coming back okay i mean eventually yes but i mean like not immediately definitely not about mania yeah it'll at least be a while uh before he returns so uh thank you for the question hendo uh next question coming to us from eight luke s saying personally i don't get why daniel bryan is so over he has great in-ring skills yes but for actual mic work I haven't been that impressed. Every single time he has been on the mic or has been with a mic in hand since winning against Cena, he has always tailed off into a yes or no chant. I'm finding his gimmick stale and boring at the moment. WWE botched the Wyatt storyline, and now he's gone back to the exact same thing. We now know there will be no big payoff at WrestleMania, so why is he still getting hype? In my opinion, WWE should be building Cesaro and Ziggler up from the mid-card, what do you guys see in Daniel Bryan? Uh, well, I don't know what you see in Ziggler. Like, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, I don't know why you think he's a guy who's any less still than Bryan. I think Bryan has a ton more minutes than Ziggler. And we've 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 talked about Ziggler several times in the past. Uh, you I know, got my problems. I don't. I don't hate the guy, but I got my problems with Ziggler. Yeah, 
I'm fine with them pushing Cesaro. I'm all for it. I'm a big fan of Cesaro. Yeah, and it definitely looks like it's going to be happening uh, sometime soon. Uh, what I think, as far as I, there's a ton of shit about Brian that I love in ring, but uh, I, I mean, you said you're fine with his ring work, so I won't even go into that. As far as like why I'm okay with him on the mic is because he's like he, you can tell that he's himself to a large extent. Like mm-hmm. you know, how people always talk about like the best wrestling gimmicks are just that person turning up to 11, blah, 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 whatever. That feels like Brian feels like genuine. When he speaks, it feels like the way he would talk. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he's like putting on a character. It feels like that's the way he talks. That's how he would act in that situation. You know, like Stone Cold, like Stone Cold, has, have you ever listened to Stone Cold's podcast? Stone Cold is Stone Cold. That's yeah. not a fucking gimmick. That's how that dude talks. That's how that guy lives his fucking life. He yeah. is that guy. And I feel like Brian... He's, just, he's the opposite of that, but he's as true to himself as that. Mm-hmm. He's like the same guy. He's like, that's how he is. That's how he speaks. That's how he would speak. Yeah. That's, uh, he's not putting, I think he connects in an honest way because he's not putting on a fake show. Like he's kind of like the reality of himself is there. Yeah. And I think one thing that the fans really like about him is that, you know, Vince has, Vince and Triple H, I guess you could say now, they've got that thing for big guys, you know. So for, Brian to come in and sort of upstage them in a sense, you know, put on those, you know, high quality matches every single week that he's out there, you know, for them, for him to be fast paced, exciting, you know, he's not, he's not gassed by the end of his 30 minute match. You know, he might be panning a little heavy, but you're not going to see him like sucking wind like Batista was at the Rumble. Granted, he had a lot of ring rust, but still, you know, you see, you see the bigger guys work this slower paced matchup. Um, you know, just because their body is so large that they end up getting winded. But, you know, I think he puts on exciting matches. You know, he's definitely one of those actions speak louder than words kind of wrestlers. You know, he he does his business in the ring. Yeah, he gets on the mic every once in a while. He'll lead the chant. He'll lead the yes or no chance. Um, but that's, you know, that's part of his character. He's he's gotten over with the crowd. He took something as simple as saying yes and made it made it stick yeah, i mean he got that over i mean yeah it you know it wasn't ziggler that got that going it wasn't a you know it wasn't a silly catchphrase it was just something that he said he, if he you know when he first started doing it he he tried to do it to be annoying and it happened to just catch on with the with the fans and then whenever he lost at wrestlemania it caught again that's that's what really caught it whenever he lost to sheamus because they were wanting to see Daniel Bryan in that matchup at WrestleMania put on a great matchup, and they felt like they kind of got screwed. So that you know, it started the Daniel Bryan chance, and the next night is whenever they took over, you know, che- cheering for Daniel Bryan, chanting yes, yes, yes. Um, so you know, I, I've, in a sense, I feel like that that 18 second loss was probably the best thing that happened for him. Um, Easily. Yeah, uh, because that that was the catalyst for the you know, for the yes chance and all that, that really caught on with the fans. Uh, and it's, you know, taking his career to new heights. And, you know, I, I, I feel like... This is really like a two-year, like, character arc for him, really. Because yeah. it really started at that mania. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's I mean, something the, about his, his presence. He just, he's a really good... He's a great performer. Yeah, I mean, you. I said I wasn't going to go into the ring work, but you started, so I'm going to... You know, you know, show some love to all the stuff I like about him. But uh, I mean, as far as like the brilliance of the yes is that it could have it could be played both ways. It can be 
cheer used to cheer him on or it could be used as a way of you trying to get in his head and annoying him and like like when he didn't want you to yes I and you chant just, yes the fans chanted yes i chant no the fans still chant no or right. they still, still chant, chant yes, yes. Yeah. that's the brilliance of that is no matter which way you're doing it it worked you know yeah. what i mean it pertains to him right um i mean like brian is like super charismatic and like um <laughs> people also often confuse charisma with speaking ability and it's not the same thing yeah. like um i'm not saying brian is a good speaker i think brian's mm. an adequate speaker and i think he's a natural speaker in the way that like i said he just comes across as the same guy but he's also got like a really uh, he's also very char- charismatic in like a really <coughs> weird way that you, you don't can... expect to be a guy that size to be and i mean like he's He's like the, I think he's the best seller in the company. And before people start fucking saying Dolph Ziggler, there's a difference between bumping and selling. There's a, there's a difference. Or overselling. Yeah. I mean, well, just strictly, there's a difference between bumping and selling. Ziggler yeah. bumps hard. Selling is like your portrayal of, like, not the mm-hmm. action to, of taking it, but your portrayal of weakness like, because Zig- of it. Ziggler's bumping is one step away from Shawn Michaels in the SummerSlam match against Hulk Hogan. But it's not even it's senseless in a lot of ways. Like Brian bumps big when it matters. Yeah, and he's sell he's the I think he's one of the better sellers in the company. And again, that's different than bumping before people start saying Ziggler. It's different. Seriously, it's. I mean, I think he's second to none in big man little man matches. Like I don't think anyone works to them better. And he's different. He's like inherited the throne from Ray, but he just does it in a different way. Like Ray was a used of flying and mm-hmm. uh, speed were. Brian's more of a technical guy where he's going to, like, try and chop the tree down. Like, yeah. he does it in a different way, but he's still, like, the best in the game at it. And, like, his game, he has aspects. He does everything either ex- adequate to extremely well. He can. He does a little bit of flying. He does. A, he, he can do technical. You know, he can do He can do it all, you know? Um, I just, I think we, t- we talked a, a a while back about the the formula formulaic yeah. wrestling of I think he's one of the he, I think he's the best guy at mixing up his formula in the WWE and people like trying to argue that he has like formulaic matches but Brian could I mean let's take the surfboard like the um the surfboard for instance mm-hmm. sometimes he'll just like do the bottom half of the surfboard legs and just like stomp them down real quick just to work the legs. Sometimes he puts them in the full surfboard out of that position. Sometimes he puts them in the surfboard and stretches their face back yeah. with like his claw on their face. Sometimes he pulls them all the way down and puts them in the dragon sleeper out of the surfboard. That's or, like five different. Or sometimes he'll pull them up and curb stomp them. <laughs> yeah, that's six variations on one move that he does. That's yeah. six variations on one position that he that he does. Yeah. And people talk, he's formulaic, but he puts a different spin on it every well, time. And also, uh, you know when they're when they're told to go out there and put a TV match on, you know, ten minute matchup. Yeah, you got to go through all your normal repetition. Uh, but when he goes into the matches, and, and it's the same with Cena and Orton that we've right. seen lately. When they get that longevity, when they're when they're given twenty to thirty minute matches, you see a lot more of what they can actually do. Uh, and and that's one of the things that that I like about Brian is that he'll he'll put a lot more out there. Um, but one, one thing that you did mention was about his, uh, uh, charisma. I mean, just, just look at him. He is so happy to be out yeah. there doing what he's doing. Go back to the, the, the week before, uh, TLC, when they had all the champions lined up 
in the ring so that they could have Cena and Orton stare each other down. The fans were chanting Daniel Bryan. What was he doing? He had a he had the biggest smile on his face. He was loving every second of it because he's he's admitted on several interviews he doesn't want to be that huge big star. He doesn't want that publicity. But for the fans to react that way without him provoking them to try and get a reaction, that put a smile on his face. It was just it's one of those things. I don't know. You can't really explain it. It was just awesome. But yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. I've said like what like ten things that I like yeah. about him just then. But I mean, like, but he's a hard worker. You know, he'll go out there and give you great quality matches every time that he's been out there. Um, you know, I'm 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 willing to let go of the of the mediocre mic mic skills or whatever, however you want to classify I don't think he's, it. I, I think he has adequate mic skills. I don't think he's, yeah. he's mediocre. I mean, however however you want to classify it. I, you know, he's one of those guys. He's a great technical wrestler. He's fast. He's, you know, he's energetic. He gets the crowd going. He gets them into it. And He's know. everything that I, my, why I like him so much is he's everything that I personally like, like about wrestling. Like, he fits into my taste, like, extremely well. Like, yeah. I like technical-minded guys with dynamic striking. And he's a technical-minded guy. He does a lot of technical shit with some dynamic striking, and he takes a couple of big high spots in match, and that's what I like. I like dynamic striking, and I like I like, I like a guy who's going to get snug with another dude, and I like a guy who's <laughs> going to do some technical shit. That's, like, exactly what I like out of wrestling. And that's one of those, snug. And that's one of those things that, you know, I, I, get, I can understand that some people not be, might not be into him because he's not what they particularly want. I think that's one of the hardest things is that some of the fans don't know what their style is, what they, what they like to see. It's like, do you... Do you want to support a wrestler who's only known for good speaking skills, and then he goes in the into the ring and puts on an okay match every every week, or do you want a guy who's okay on the mic and can give you a great matchup? You know, you also still have those people. I think and, there is a. I'm sorry, good. Uh, you still have those people who uh, also think out there that he's small too, and th- and that's fine. But you know, I think time has proven. Uh, again and again, that not the biggest guys can put on really great matches. Yeah. Look at Rey Mysterio. Look at Eddie Guerrero. You know. And I think just people, stupid ass people, have problems because oh, he's a, they call it internet darling or, hey man, he was popular in the what they call the Indies. I never watched that shit. You know, and people just hate it because of that stuff and that's just ignorant. Well, yeah, but, you know, he, he was obviously loved on the internet for a reason, and now it's starting to show through. Because he's going to kick your fucking head in. Well, yeah, he could. But, you know. I, th- I think he, my personal list of, uh, of like, check boxes, he checks off the most checks in, the, mm-hmm. like, what I personally like. And and to be to be quite honest, I think he offers a little something for everybody. He's He does, he, he's got good striking. He's got good technical shit. He's, he can fly. Like, what else do you want? He, he can, he he at least like half circles in like everything on the box. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he has, he does the most things. The ladies. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Beards are in right now. He has got the beard. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of qualities that we can see in Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, 
Um, also, a lot of qualities that we see in Daniel right here. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope they're good qualities at least. Sorry, I know like some people kind of like get turned off when we go on and on about Brian, but we were provoked this time. Yeah, <laughs> we were asked <laughs> specifically. Poked the, poked the bear. What do we see? But uh, thank you very much for the question. We do appreciate it. Uh, last question coming to us from Six Star Criminal saying, if you remember from a few weeks ago, I mentioned that Nikki Bella wanted my D. Well, I have an update for you guys. I recently caught her staring at me through the camera on one of the recent shows. If this isn't enough evidence, then I don't know what is. On a more serious note, I really like the way you guys incorporated video into the podcast. Thank you. It really brings a completely new element into it, and I certainly think that it's best for business. If you do continue it in the future, I can't wait to see Doug and Tyler's reactions to Total Divas because we all know Danny Boy is too scared to watch one of the best shows to ever air on any television network. Um, also, I think TNA is definitely moving in the right direction with the good shows they've been putting out the past few weeks. What's your guys' opinions on the product right now? So thank you for the question. I still... I mean, they're I don't in a know why you're calling me out like that. Uh, well, first of all, you're correct. Daniel's scared of a lot of things. Yes. And uh, so he's I mean, afraid. And also, right. I guess there Alligator's was proof that she's staring me. at your D. She wants it, dude. <laughs> you better uh, give it to her. Um, I don't know about all that. I just know that Daniel's afraid. I'm not afraid of that. Don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> not afraid of that show. He's going to get that uh, on DVD. Don't watch it. Uh, you do. Your girlfriend likes it. She does. And that um, means you And should that's like fine. It. She can like it all she wants. TNA, I, I think they're in a forced rebuilding process, um, and it's really—I mean, it's really still not very good. I think that they've had like a chance to uh, maybe do something drastic to change the product up. And in a way, they have because they've let all their guys who cost them significant money gone go millions of dollars. Millions but of dollars. I still don't think they've still seemed to uh, like want to take guys who came. Yeah. They, I mean, I don't want to say like they only want to take guys from WWE because MVP has been there, for, been gone from the Fed for a while, and he most recently with New Japan. But mm. still, I don't. It's like they don't want to make their own stars, or they don't want to give guys like the exposure, which I guess they're kind of trying to do with Magnus. They're kind of trying to do with EC3. They're trying to do with Rockstar Spud. But I don't think any of the, those guys, with the exception uh, of maybe EC3, is a guy that you could build your company around. I think yeah. Magnus is a good talker, but I don't think he's great in the ring. Maybe he'll come around. EC3. Uh, I think EC3 is their pet project for the future, which uh, maybe he'll pay off, maybe he won't. won't. But, um, I mean, like, Derek Bateman. I don't think the MVP thing makes any fucking sense to me. I think it's bad storytelling. Like, I don't know wh how someone could buy themselves into that company and get that power. Hey, he's against the guy who her. just signs in or, or signs a contract, but you're going to be in this role. And you're gonna like he's an authoritative role who's going to book himself in like main events and stuff, and that's weird. It's weird. It's weird storytelling. Like what? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And then you bring in the Wolves. You don't have them wrestle like apparently since they've been there. They haven't wrestled. I mean, it's just weird. Like Bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. And that's just a weird group anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, yeah, maybe long-term EC3 is going to pan out. Maybe Magnus will turn it around. Maybe Spud. I mean, maybe they're playing for the long run here, but I feel like they're not making the right changes. They're making some changes, but the changes they're making now are stuff they already should have done that they're doing way too late. And then I still th I think they're making the wrong changes at the wrong, th wrong time still. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. I mean, like, I have trouble that it's saying it's even a forced, like, rebuilding process because maybe, maybe they just let themselves get to this point knowing that they were going to have to rebuild from scratch. But they didn't rebuild from scratch, like, in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, if this doesn't work, you think they'll be sinking? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I think they have a lot of problems still, man. I mean, like, they still have a long way to go. Um, you know, they, they've got to sort of refocus on the X division. I felt like that was something that sort of set them apart. Um, I don't know. I just I haven't watched it enough to really decide. All I know is that every time I do watch it, I just get pissed off every time I see Dixie Carter. And it's something that we've talked about in the past where it's not boo heat, it's go away heat, where it's just like, I do not want to see you on my screen. I don't want to hear you talk. Uh, kind of stuff like I do not want to I don't want to have to deal with Dixie Carter and the fact that she parades herself around and Rockstar Spud is you know hot on her heels I sort of like Rockstar Spud though yeah I think he's good for his role but mm-hmm. he's like well, yeah. he's, he's, over, he's good for his role but he's overused in that role like yeah. they focus on him too much yeah like just speaking <clears throat> of overused like they've this past week MVP talked like how many fucking times <laughs> I don't know they that's, a, that's not a fucking change your whole show is like I don't know. He talked like in three different segments. <laughs> in a two-hour show? Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. It's like Dixie Carter all over again. <laughs> and I don't hate, I don't dislike MVP. Like they're I'm just saying it's like uh, not a good role for him. Like their know? televised pay-per-view where they had the 30-minute opening talk segment. Like just, it was too much for that one. But whatever. I mean, people know. talk about WWE having long-winded intros. 15 minutes. Yeah, but they've got a lot of... A lot. They've really had a sea change in the way they book their Raws. Like, there's yeah. a lot of wrestling, wrestling, wrestling content yeah. on a weekly basis. Like, they give matches time every fucking week. Mm-hmm. They have their it's filler the, matches, but they've been well, doing a good job. They've been they've been doing better because I think they when they first went to three hours, they're like, oh, we have to actually fill this up. Like, we can't go, you know, and then we can't go this many matches and then have this many backstage segments because. That got old really quick. Um, but like you mentioned, they are having longer matches to help take take into the, some of that time. And by doing that, you're giving these guys more ring time, which allows them to hone in on their skills and put on a greater matches. And I think it's been... Uh, I, I want to say it's been for the better because it's helping the guys who are in the ring well, then um, the fans just like get the fans lose interest. The fans, out. yeah, the fans get drawn out. They, they get this, worn out. The and, same, the same fans that are like, "This is boring. I, this is too much." Like, are the mm-hmm. same people who were bitching last year about not enough wrestling on your yeah. wrestling show, not enough wrestling on your wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You get a fucking wrestling match and you don't have the fucking attention span to pay attention. Decide what you want. These people don't know what they fucking want. They just want to be rebellious for the sake of being rebellious. Yeah. They yeah. say one thing, and when they get it, they don't want that anymore. They want what they used they to They saw have. what happened the night after WrestleMania. I think it's it, fucking thought cool. Thought it was cool and said, we can do that. Hey, I'm going to chant what I want. This is funny. Yeah. Oh. There you go. But, um, but yeah, TNA, they still have a ways to go. Uh, still have a lot of things that they need to improve. I mean, it looks like they're going to give Joe the big push, but I don't think he's going to lead anywhere. I think they're going to keep the belt on Magnus, which I don't necessarily think is a mistake because you already picked the guy, so you got to kind of stick with him, give him a chance to make something of himself. Yeah. But uh, I feel like it's an I feel like another like m- another 
like shot with Joe who is that's not gonna work out is gonna be like the death of Joe. Like what the fuck does he even mean anymore? That dude is super Nothing. talented. Nothing. Joe doesn't mean jack shit. And Joe's <laughs> fucking awesome. Joe could mean Joe could be like your the face of your company. Joe could be your fucking company, but he yeah. doesn't mean shit because they devalue the fuck out of him. Yep. I mean Aries is cool and he's doing good work, but I mean like it's kind of lost in the the sea of shit, you know? Like I mean mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They got a lot of problems. Like they got a lot of guys there I like, but they got a lot of problems. Yeah. So there you go. Whew, what a show. So um so thank you everyone for the questions. I think this has been our longest episode ever. Um or in a while. Yeah. Um but we do thank everyone for the questions. Thank you all for the feedback. I'm crashing from all that candy, by the way. Uh oh. It's gonna be a fun ride home. You so. little bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, don't forget to submit your questions on our YouTube page, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS uh, Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Check us out on Beyond Pod by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. And uh, we're on then Twitter. You just at- do, if you're going to do Beyond Pod, then you go with Stitcher and then leave Twitter to me. You shouldn't break up the... the I do what I want. No. You do okay, I'll take Stitcher. You do Stitcher. that in Stitcher, then all the Twitter, because you're breaking up like the district. Don't you fucking do that to me? <laughs> That's not me, Kyle. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll well, do that. You're, you're do that, breaking I'll up the delivery on, systems. Do Beyond Pod, Stitcher, and Player.fm. Player.fm. Yeah. Okay, so and I'll do Twitter. You can find us on Stitcher by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Is it also WNS or just Wrestling News Source Podcast? Wrestling News Source Podcast. And uh, Player.fm by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. A little more enthusiasm. By searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. By searching. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at WNS Podcast. Shut up. Let me do my fucking plugs. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at WNS Podcast. The main site is at WN Source. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler is at Tyler underscore Abrair. Go wish him a congratulations on his engagement. He's not going to check it anyway. He's not going to tweet. But, uh, I might get on there and be like, yo, that's it. Tyler's like CM Punk. <laughs> He's got to have a million followers before he can tweet. Um, it's, it's pretty important. But uh, maybe I'll get back. If, if no, nah, I don't care if people want me on or not. But uh, I may I get on. I would it. like you to come back on. I'll, I'll, the only reason I want to get back on is because you guys are on. But, uh, Yay. I, I get on there every now and then. I'll come. Just follow Tyler anyway. Fuck him. I don't, I don't completely uh. quit Twitter. I just get on there every now and then. Uh. Maybe like twice a month. <laughs> that sounds bad. I'll get on there more. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on and then you're gonna start tweeting. How about that? I get on there quite quite frequently now. Follow Daniel. I've, been, WNS I, yeah. underscore I've Daniel. actually been using it. So the guy who was like most resistant to it. I was. I was very resistant. So um, there you go. Like we talked about earlier in the podcast, uh, check out our friend John Guerra at uh, NightmareProWrestling.com. Mm-hmm. Check out his um, his comic book and his uh, Monday Night Draws and his all his stuff on his website. Yeah. And That's also, how we're doing it from now on. You're going to do all the other. I'm gonna do the okay. Okay. Um, sounds good. Also, uh, Eric. Eric. Our yes. friend Eric at Asteroid Belt Company. Is it dot com? And uh, was it is this Asteroid Belt Company or slash Facebook? Uh, Just search it? Asteroid Belt Company yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. He, <laughs> makes, he does good work. Uh, check out our podcast belts on, on our pictures on our Facebook site. So. Yeah. So there you go. Very and long. uh yeah, all you people who wanted the video, not enough of you guys watched it, so we're not doing it ever again. Until we do the next Until one. we do the next Until one. we do the yeah. next it's one. It's your fault though. Yeah, bastards. No. So there you go. Thank so. you all. We appreciate it. <laughs> if you made it this far, thank you very much. We certainly appreciate it. 
I'm going to go and take a very hot shower. And that one guy who crash. wanted like super long episodes, he's happy. Yes. <laughs> you better appreciate this, man. So uh, for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I am A. Bear. I'm Doug. He's dropped the Tyler. And we will catch you all next week. Bye-bye.